Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to perfume. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I am not suicidal! Gas prices have hit a record high again today, 4.25 per gallon, according to AAA, and that's up by a staggering 60 cents in just one week. While there is a lot of understandable anger, there's also a lot of misinformation going around about who or what is responsible. Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin uh, spike. Putin's tax, that's, a, a, that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. I'm going to go up. Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. There is a price to pay for democracy. You've got to stand with your friends. Sometimes it's difficult. Often it ain't easy. The oil companies and executives, they don't want to pump more oil, although they have every capacity to do so. I doubt it. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I'm innocent. It's the most goddamn faggy thing you ever seen. I agree with that. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. In five, four, three. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I don't know about you, but I am still recovering from the laughter I experienced from the Jussie Smollett sentencing on Thursday evening. Conventional wisdom, of course, was, and my personal expectation, I think both of us, Jesse was not going to get jail time. Instead, he gets 150 days, which I'm trying to decide. Do I find that sufficient relative to the expectation yeah. of zero? It's, I guess, deemed harsh. But a lot of people are saying wasn't punished significantly enough. He should be punished as though he committed the crime itself, people say. I'm pretty well pleased with it, but I expected nothing. So, well, and Jussie, Jussie's family freaked out afterwards, and they're already out with uh, still more excuse making over the weekend. So we will get to the scene that was and some of the explanations that are coming out since. We'll take a look at all of that. Plus, um, as the uh, war in Ukraine continues, there's been a lot of talk of Ukrainian biolabs lately. Uh, Russian disinformation that these... Uh, these labs exist at all has now morphed into, okay, the labs exist, but they're good. <laughs> Are the labs making coronavirus cures? Are they making biological weapons? Is there a difference between those things? Ask the people in Wuhan. Now, 
there's a lot to uh, get into and to try to figure out what the truth is, but we will uh, make an effort on that. And a lot of this information is coming from U.S. officials this week. It's not your kooky yeah. aunt on Facebook or something like that. Just listen to what these people say. So we'll we'll do that. We'll get to the, the bottom of the story. Uh, a story that is, of course, completely unworthy of your attention or consideration. Plus, uh, gas prices spike inflation sustains at historical levels, but Congress passes yet another trillion dollar spending package because you rubes are too stupid to understand what's good for you. That's great. According to uh, awesome. Joe Biden and company. And the uh, the propaganda framing in Florida about the so-called don't say gay bill is unsuccessful. The bill passes the Florida legislature and heads for Ron DeSantis's desk. Um, it, it's apparently outrageous that you would even suggest that teachers would want to indoctrinate your kids. But also it's a big problem that teachers are now unable to indoctrinate yeah, your they kids. Can't. <laughs> really confusing. We'll try to make sense of it. And then we have a hoax hate duo. Uh, some surprise cringe. And the movie review tonight is The Born Identity. So stick around. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We will get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern. If I can keep my time straight after the uh, the time shift today. Are you tired? It's- uh, I, f- I felt like it messed me up more in the fall, actually, which is weird because that was fall back. This is spring forward and I feel less messed with this time. But anyway, it will uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Of course, the show store is r- up and running over there. Plus, uh, we have... Uh, well, we have shirts, we have uh, hats, we have mugs, we have whatever you may need from the merch store. Of course, we also have uh, special deals, special offers from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. Uh, this this week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance-free, A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only. Do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe... Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form. As well, Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything at checkout from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Cherry Swipes, Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Well, if you've listened to the show for a little while, You've undoubtedly heard that soundbite. I've played pretty much every show intro for the last two years. Move, bitch. You got coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Well, now coronavirus is basically dead. So I 
more or less have to retire it. Thanks, but you might, Ukraine. You, well, yeah, you can thank you, you can thank Putin for curing coronavirus. He's done a wonderful job of that. <laughs> you might have also heard the hit that uh, I think we maybe played on the show prior. I just got my stimulus check. They're yeah, by the yeah. same rap performer, GMAC Cash, the pride of Detroit, GMAC Cash. And he really bailed me out because after that last soundbite, Move Bitch, You Got Coronavirus, has aged its way out. He's back with a new hit. You might you might have caught it in the intro there. This is Gas So High by GMAC Cash. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so high? Man, nobody better ask for a ride at all. Shit, I might not even come outside. Why? Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Hey, man, this gas so high, I'm about to grab me a bike. Man, this gas so high, I might just grab me a flight. I ain't even finna drive, I'ma go ahead and jog. If you ain't got over 20, then don't even call. That's a man that's found his calling right there. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the jogging reference in the lyrics is intentional trolling or uh, just incidental, but either Probably. way. Probably. He's got his finger on the pulse, right? Well, see, I thought I thought he kind of got it, and maybe he does, but I was browsing his catalog yesterday in, appreci- in appreciation for Gas So Oh, High. no. Did he bitch out? I came across a video from, I think, 2020, a music video that was pro-Gretchen Whitmer. It's called Big Gretch. And so maybe I don't understand his perspective. I don't know. My mm. my GMAC cash fanship dropped a few notches because of this pro Gretchen Whitmer, big Gretch track. But <laughs> I still appreciate gas so high. It's a it's a cultural anthem at the moment. No doubt. How much of your film and music catalog is cringe based? Be honest. Um, well, I suppose that's a. That depends on who's evaluating it. But do I. Do I think this is good music here? No, I think the lyrics are. <laughs> I don't think they're the. I don't think it, that we're looking at <laughs> lyrical genius. It's right. just. Uh, I I like the sound of that particular track, and it's just hilarious. Okay. Hey, okay. why the right. fuck is the gas so high? Everyone's kind of thinking that right now. G Mac or whatever was in there. So he, he, I think you're right. He's got he's got uh, a finger on the pulse. If uh, if maybe he's recovered from his pro Gretchen ways, I don't know. That's a couple years old anyway speaking of other uh well speaking of cultural icons last week we highlighted the developing antifa star dairy poppins yeah the uh yeah. now i know trans woman of size roaming in uh, protection of downtown seattle homeless camps well apparently dairy poppins met his match this week as seattle police completed several sweeps removing the camps without any successful antifa resistance but there was a two and a half week standoff between the mayor and these activists with the stop the sweep campaign who occupied these camps and started uh, and, and started shifts to keep homeless people from being moved. That apparently uh, has now expired. But in the process, uh, higher quality, additional close up footage of Derry Poppins has emerged courtesy of Seattle KOMO news reporter Jonathan Cho. Just so you know, every single time anyone posts pictures of this person, it's just nonstop online harassment. I hope that you know that. Bro, get out of my face, man, all right? (laughs) Misgender him as bro. Or I guess it was the other guy. Is that a dude? Don't touch me, man. Don't touch me. Get this. Uh, Dairy Poppins is confirmed to be a biological male. You sure? Tra- yeah, trans female now. Oh, 
There it is. Okay. Biological male presenting as female. Yeah. Uh, one Someone going to have sex with that? Is that what, what's the plan here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long this has been um, operating this way, but like, so you're a you're a fucking ugly dude. You think that your prospects are going to be better by chopping off your cock? What's I don't the plan know if, here? I don't know if this person has done the chop. So for all I know, ha- for all I know, the grow out his hair. Well, uh, the male genitalia may have suffocated under all that. Who knows? It might have just shriveled off. Do you know when you put like um, a rubber band around a dog's tail to bob the tail? Some breeders <laughs> do that. Do you think that's happened with like the fat and his dick? It's just fell I, off I, like I, I wouldn't flesh. know. I don't hold the medical expertise to speculate. Why don't but, you have um, the answers? Did anyone email you about this guy? Um, no, I, we got the chat last week and I, I happened to see this courtesy of Andy. No. So I, I noted it, but, um, you know, now that we've contributed to the online harassment of, uh, Derry Poppins, well, if Derry Poppins would stop harassing reporters trying to document the rot of Seattle, there wouldn't be a lot of harassment to go Derry Poppins way, I would say, but, um, we will keep an eye on it. There are a couple legal updates to get to, uh, First, the case of Makia Bryant and the officer who, uh, well, it's it's always characterized the police shooting of Makia Bryant. This was last April. This happened. We covered it uh, right. as one of a in, as an in-depth segment on the show. But more accurately, of course, it's the police saving the life of yeah. the other woman that Makia Bryant was chasing with a knife and, and about to stab before that officer shot her. You might remember. Oh, let me uh, get the right image up here by dairy poppins get out of here you may remember this image that's yeah. makia bryant uh in the black with a large knife in her right hand about to stab another young woman in the pink that's <laughs> that was unfortunate phrasing she's wearing pink clothing and makia bryant is about to stab her actually no, i don't no, remember any black woman getting stabbed in the vagina in the story oh. um yeah i may have uh, i may have botched that description but bear Terrible. with me that was the scene we all remember. Well, the officer was uh, uh, Nicholas Reardon of the Columbus, Ohio Police Department. And this was and remember, after the fact, LeBron James and others pledged vengeance against this officer uh, for, again, the great crime of saving a young black woman's life. Now, yeah. to the surprise of nobody who actually watched the footage a year ago, which was available immediately. I think it was right. the same yeah. day it was out. There will be no legal vengeance uh, against that officer, Nicholas Reardon. On Friday, a grand jury decided not to charge Reardon with any crime, finding no probable cause that a crime has been committed. But the family of Makia Bryant is resolute in their fight for justice on her behalf, according to the family attorney. You might recall Makia was in foster care because apparently her family couldn't fight for her uh, while she was still alive. So she was in foster care. And the family lawyer is now calling for a for, for full scale changes to Ohio's foster care system, because as always, it is other people's job to take care of Makia Bryant better than her parents did. Uh, and those parents. That's right. This was like the street brawl. Yeah, they ran out of and the house. She was chasing after the other ghetto girl. interviews after that with like the the foster sisters and stuff. There was like there a were some interviews of character. Yeah, you could yeah, say that. <laughs> I forgot about that. There were uh, eclectic dialects spoken. You might put it that way. Exotic. That is such a white man's take on black (laughs) culture. (laughs) Well, uh, Makia Bryant's family still accepting zero blame, even though outside of Makia Bryant, now she was 16. So 
borderline adult, but she she deserves blame for her violent actions. But she also had a family and parents who betrayed her. Let's be honest. Yeah. They yeah. they failed in their job of raising her uh, and putting her in a good situation to succeed. And they're still blaming everybody else for what was their own failure. So, yeah. And that's very sad, you know, but um, but uh, that will be it as far as the legal system the justice system is concerned in ohio on the matter we, there's also an update in um that denver bodyguard shooting from october 2020 i hardly i almost forgot about this case. i know so do you remember okay this happened in denver and uh it we narrowed in on this on the still frames of the the victim was bear spraying the guy that shot him this yeah. is this BLM activist, but he was a white guy, um, leftist activist. And then the leftist guy was saying that like he, his hand was in his jacket. But we went through the footage at the time and a lot of people did. And like, definitely not. Definitely I, not. It was a as I recall, totally yeah, unjustified shooting. It looked like there was some sort of aggression taken against these biker guys. Yeah. Then there, they did deploy spray. Right. To get this, these people who were going after them away yes, from that them. Was, that was provoked. They, he didn't just like yeah. bear spray them. I actually don't know if it was bear spray. It might have just been standard um, standard mace. But, you know, he was he was provoked. He was antagonized, you know, physically. And then the and guy attacked. just shot him dead. And on the, the guy spot. shot him dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the shooter, uh, Matthew Doloff, uh, we went through it at the time. Long history of left- leftist activism. And it came out this week on Thursday. Uh, the prosecutors are dismissing the charges. They did at the pretrial hearing on March 21st. And uh, he didn't face any other charges in the case. And he was facing first degree murder charges for this. It wasn't like manslaughter. And they just dropped him. Not even. Um, not even. Totally dropped. Nothing. It, it didn't even go to trial. Yeah. Yeah. At the pre-trial hearing. Yeah. Oh my god. And then this is the quote. They just said they don't believe they can prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt based upon the evidence. I mean, based upon the uh, wealth of video evidence uh, that they had showing the moment of the shooting. Um, I, I mean, what other evidence could they possibly need? Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what Colorado's laws say on the matter as far as defending yourself. But I mean, this is a situation where there's some kind of physical scuffle between multiple people. Spray was deployed. And I guess um, uh, you can return fire with a gun in response to aggressive pursuit and your aggressive pursuit of that person and spray being deployed against you. Whatever. But- I got maced at that Milo event. If I would have shot somebody, I'd be I'd spend the rest of my life in jail. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be comfortable speculating there are some political forces in play here. Yeah. And it's not like he just deployed it um, without reason. Like he was attacked first. Yeah. Uh, the the I'll, I'll link the the story in the uh, description, of course, and the full or as much video as exists of it, which is more or less the entire encounter uh, is linked in the story. If you want to refresh your memory. Yeah. We also uh, have some updates out of Canada. Uh, Tamara Litch, the. Um, one of the organizers of the Freedom Convoy who was imprisoned for the great crime of uh, what was it? Uh, something mischief. It was counseling I, to commit mischief. Yes. The the lesser mischief mischief charge. Oh. Yeah. Helping people do mischief. I know. Right. This sounds uh, like good news, but the, the stipulations of her release are insane. So it's, hmm. it's like, OK, news, I guess. But she's been ordered to leave Ottawa within 24 hours and she must return to Medicine Hat. I think that's in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, under and I'll I'll state the stipulations in a minute. But uh, what happened was her this new judge, Justice John Johnson, John Johnson. Seriously, come on, guys. Um, he ordered <laughs> yeah, her released after finding that the previous judge we talked about aired in law during her decision, in particular in her analysis of the gravity of the offenses 
and the likelihood of a lengthy prison term upon conviction. There were um, pretty serious allegations of bias levied, and then this justice said that they were unfounded, but it sounds like they might have been after all. Um, but I guess the understanding by this previous judge was like, oh, yeah, she's going to go to jail for a super long time from this. And this new judge came in and was like, no, like she has, she's gainfully employed. She has no priors. This is not a huge deal. So, so said that the previous judge erred in law and, and, and has released her. However, these conditions, ridiculous. She must be outside of Ontario within 72 hours and must alert Ottawa police with an update each day of her journey on the way home. Okay. She can't enter the province again without notifying local police. And then once she's back in Alberta, she can't leave her home uh, to live anywhere else except with her court-approved surety. I don't, I don't really know what this is. Like a, a Must be some kind of oversight. Yeah. Like a PO, yeah. Um, she is forbidden from posting messages, images, or even logging into any social media. And what? She can't allow, even just, just use social... She can't log in to look at She can't things. log in, yeah. Okay. And cannot allow anyone to post on her behalf. She cannot promote or indicate her approval of any Freedom Convoy activities or other future protests regarding COVID-19 measures for the duration of the court order. And she can't contact anybody from uh, the convoy. So her movement... And her speech have been completely limited, but she's free. And this this is another mechanism through which they uh, appear to have, if not crippled, very seriously damaged the Give, Send, Go fundraiser is that all the people who had organized it are now prohibited yeah. from speaking to one another. I know. So I even know. if they could distribute the money, which the Canadian government appears to be stopping them from doing, they can't even coordinate themselves to do that without violating court orders. So what's the status yeah. from give, send, go? Yeah. So they were up to like $10 million, right? Uh, Something like that. Last I saw. They announced ago. on Thursday, they're forced to refund all donations after a Canadian court order blocked the distribution to organizers and threatened to seize the $10 million. And so the platform was like, well, it's way better for the um, the donors to be refunded than this money to go to the. At, at least it's not theft, I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, yeah. it kind of is because they're still uh, directing your money in an illegitimate way, but it's not yeah. they're not pocketing it. Exactly, which which they were going to do. And this is the statement from Give, uh, Send, Go. The Canadian government has criminalized the receipt of funds from the Canadian trucker campaigns, and now we're trying to seize the funds to redistribute. In order to protect our givers and the intended purpose of their gifts, funds not already transferred to the recipients from the Freedom Trucker Convoy campaign will be refunded. I couldn't find any answers on how much was actually transferred to the recipients, but whatever it wasn't, and I presume it was stalled because of the uh, pending litigation, uh, was returned for, to Is Give, Send, Go going to keep fighting this at all, or is this just it? This no, is, it's, it's curtains. It's they just can't do refund and it. done. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, if we learn more, we will uh, circle back to the story. Um, it was also a big news over the weekend that was reported about 50 different ways. So decide who you believe is uh, where it stands currently, as far as I can tell. But it was reported Saturday night that Iran had launched missiles and hit, originally reported hit, a U.S. consulate under construction in the northern Iraq city of Erbil. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But um, it is confirmed as of now that these missiles did come from Iran, both according to U.S. intelligence and uh, from the Iranians taking credit for it. Early reports said that the U.S. consulate had actually been hit, but it was not. This is um, mm -hmm. a big consulate that's under construction or newly completed. No U.S. facilities were damaged or personnel injured 
This according to uh, State Department spokesman Ned Price, who says there are no indications the attack the attack was directed at the United States. So that's a big change from what was reported as recently as 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's unclear how far exactly from the consulate the missiles hit, at least as far as I've seen. I've seen some reporting saying it was as far away as four miles. But Iran says the, the target was an Israeli spy center in, in Erbil. Uh, Iran says that this was ret- uh, retaliation for an Israeli airstrike near Damascus, Syria, uh, that was um, in recent weeks. Hmm. And that that airstrike apparently killed two members of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Iraqi security officials are saying there were no casualties. Iran is saying there were multiple casualties. And as of this afternoon, according to this AP reporting, Israeli officials had not yet commented. And of course, the, uh, the, the attack comes at a, at a time of tension as negotiations are in development, uh, negotiations over Iran's nuclear deal. Those are paused uh, over Russian demands about sanctions targeting Moscow for the war in Ukraine. And Iran has also suspended its talks with Saudi Arabia after Saudi Arabia carried out its largest known mass execution in uh, in its modern day history of three dozen Shiites killed. So, man, what is the state of world events where you're like, well, I probably should just trust the Iranian media? Uh, Well, it seems undisputed that the where the missiles came from and it's undisputed that they did some damage. But um. The, I guess what's in dispute is did people die and what is the extent of the damage of the things that were hit and what was the target? Mm-hmm. But um, but we'll have to pay attention to that. Lastly, before we get uh, before we get into the big news of uh, Jesse and um, and the Ukraine stuff, uh, we all knew it was going to happen. I was not aware there would be video of the event, and I know it's painful, but I think it's necessary to see with our own eyes. Since it's out there, the famed Kyle Rittenhouse rifle has officially been destroyed. The Wisconsin State Crime Lab released this video of the destruction, which apparently took place on February 25th. All right, contents of the box. We have one sight mark, red dot sight, one Magpul PMAG, one Smith & Wesson M&P AR-15. Do you recognize that weapon to be the weapon you examined in the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Yes, I do. The Rittenhouse rifle will be destroyed at the State Crime Laboratory on this 25th day of February so sad it's a tried and true commie killing machine why would we not want that back in circulation i would say even looking at that wreckage and that aftermath the rifle still has a better chance of function than uh, gage grosskretz's biceps <laughs> what do you think? There you go. Mm. but remember this is what kyle and his friend dominic black who was the legal owner of the rifle this is what they wanted they did not want anybody to have the rifle as a trophy I can respect their decision while still mourning. Lame. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You don't want to. If if you were in that spot, you probably don't want the memories or the keepsake either. But anyway, all right. Let's talk. Um, let's talk a little Jussie. 
because of oh, course the video the okay. entertainment event of the week was this uh, much anticipated sentencing of Jesse Smollett the um, the multi year anticipation that lingered um, still uh, well it lingered still uh, hours more on Thursday as Jesse's legal team threw preposterous Hail Marys to try to get him a new trial, which was rejected, and then to argue their way out of any jail time, all while refusing to acknowledge any guilt for Jesse, which bit them in the ass at the uh, at the uh, culmination of the event. So my personal favorite moments, and again, this is like a six-hour thing, but mm. things I enjoyed. Uh, Jesse's lawyer saying that jail is a death sentence because of corona. <laughs> I think Jesse has still survived miraculously. Mm, yeah. Jesse's grandma, Jesse's grandma was something else. Surprise performer of the event. She said after her testimony in Jesse's favor, if you send judge, if you send Jesse to jail, send me with him. And the judge, I guess, didn't do no. that. Why? That would have been did, funny. Yeah. He should have said per that woman's request, cuff her and get her in there. <laughs> And then Jesse's brother saying that that jail for Jesse would be a waste of taxpayer resources. We can't be wasting taxpayer resources and police resources and law enforcement resources. Tell on, me more about that Smollett family. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just the the. Well, the face melting hypocrisy, I don't know how else to how else to put it. I did post a video yesterday with all of my detailed thoughts on the hearing. So check that out if you're interested in that. But assuming that you don't have six hours to watch the whole day's event, uh, and you shouldn't because it was 99% excruciatingly boring and a huge waste of time. So I wouldn't recommend it. But if you followed this story and you'd like a little vindication, a little satisfaction, the judges, I don't even know what to call it. The judge just ripped Jussie for about 45 minutes straight before sentencing him. And he he just absolutely tore him up. He called him a literal joke. He said he's a selfish, arrogant narcissist. And then he handed down the sentence. And I'll link that in the description, too, if you want to watch just that segment. But the sentence is, of course, 150 days in jail, five months, $120,000 in restitution to the city, a $25,000 fine and 30 months felony probation. And then Jussie raged and still insisted that he's innocent and he yelled that he's not suicidal. Here was the scene. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation. And you will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. Do you have any questions? No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. Does this brother think the Black Crusaders are going to whack him or something? <laughs> what What the fuck is he talking about? Is he going to kill himself so that we think that somebody else killed him? That's uh, like Epstein squared. That's that's like oh, a God. Next, yeah. That's a bizarre it's scenario. His lawyer has an explanation for the outburst, which I will get to in a moment. And it actually is Epstein. Everybody makes the Epstein reference, but 
his lawyer says, yeah, we're, we're talking specifically about Epstein uh, for that reason. But um, is there a more Jussie Smollett line in the world than if anything happens to me, I did not do it to myself. <laughs> One last time. Try it again. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you caught it. This judge, um, he doesn't have quite the Midwestern charm as Judge Schrader from uh, the Rittenhouse trial. But the best part was I am not suicidal. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. I'm not suicidal. Okay. You can hear it in there. Um, and then afterward, as I mentioned, Jesse's family just raged outside, which is also worth a, worth a watch. But I covered that a little bit before, so we won't get into that tonight. But um, as far as why the sentence was harsher than many expected, Judge Lynn cited aggravating factors, including premeditation. He didn't do this by accident or as a matter of impulse. He planned it for days or weeks. The damage done to the victims of real hate crimes, people won't believe them to the extent that real hate crimes even exist anymore. Exists, I'm, kind yeah. of, I'm kind of skeptical, but I suppose they're out there. And Jesse um, specifically lying on the stand at trial, the judge said it was hours and hours of perjury. So you really burned yourself, Jesse, and I guess Jesse's legal team. Congratulations. Um, but Jesse's family is now responding using Jesse's Instagram account, and they're maintaining that Jesse is innocent. So they, they posted a lengthy uh, post of text, and the text reads in part, The Chicago Police Department wants you to believe that Jesse Smollett paid two black-ass Nigerians $1,750 each to play white to play white and attack him in the freezing effing cold in front of the surveillance camera outside his residence. It goes on for a few paragraphs. Uh, Jesse Smollett was attacked by white Trump supporters like he fucking said he was. And uh, like he like he said he was. Then he was further victimized and framed by the Chicago Police Department. He is not safe inside Cook County Jail. And quite frankly, no one is. Uh, the, the, the post also says that the Chicago police are asking you to disregard the neighbor who reported a suspicious white man with a rope hanging from his coat outside Jesse's home that night. Now, uh, even if it does sound implausible for Jesse Smollett to knowingly hire giant black guys to play white Trump supporting dudes. Well, I just have to look at his insane behavior throughout this entire saga and in the courtroom specifically to say, yeah, that may sound silly, but it's much more plausible to believe that than believing two. I, I'm unclear his story here. One or two white MAGA guys hunting for yeah. black people in polar vortex Chicago at 2 a.m. Oh my God. And, and if we're supposed to believe Jesse's story, it's worth noting it would help if Jesse's story stopped changing. Yeah. Now he's back to the original, but during the trial, his story was that the Osindiro brothers, the Nigerians he's now convicted of hiring, he said that they at trial, they actually did attack me because they were very jealous of my success and they're homophobic. So I just didn't realize it was them, but it was them. Now he's but reverted. They're homosexuals also. Right? Well, at least one of them is. But I guess the guy had a change of heart. Didn't they jerk each other off at a bathhouse? It's uh, speculated or uh, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it is believed that one of them had a gay relationship with Jesse. Yeah. Mm. But now the story's reverted back to the original. Now it's some white guy who nobody has been able to identify or even see on the cameras. And this claim is based on a supposed neighbor's story. And that neighbor, as far as I understand, hasn't even been identified. And that neighbor didn't testify at trial. So it's like, you, oh, you, you guys see. disregarded the, the number one piece of evidence that you didn't bring to the trial. Right. <laughs> right. 
what, what do you want the jury to do? Oh, and the original story was also two guys. Now they're saying you didn't look at this one. Was it one guy, two guys, three guys? You want me to believe the story and the story keeps changing every time you tell it. Ugh. Jesse is also saying, or at least according to his family, he said at the time of his sentencing, well, you know, personally, I expected jail time because, of course, I'm black. He reportedly told his defense team prior to the sentencing that he felt he would be treated more harshly than others convicted of nonviolent crime because of this point, because of his race, believing it's evidence of systemic racism in the judicial system. So, oh, good grief. <laughs> uh, the, the, his defense team and his family made that argument throughout the hearing. You can't put Jesse in jail because that would contribute to disproportionate incarceration rates. Well, did there there's a people... more privileged black man alive? Like, He's got to be up there. He has to be up there. Jesse is also apparently on suicide watch. He is in um, protective custody well, because of these sui- be? because of these suicide comments. Uh, he now his cell is being monitored by security cameras, and he is being monitored monitored by an officer with a body worn camera as well. Jesse will be allowed time outside his cell where he can watch TV and use his phone in a common area, but other inmates will not be allowed in the common area at that time. So he's always Mm going to be by himself, I guess. Last night, Jesse's brother posted on Instagram on Jesse's Instagram account that Jesse has been placed in a psych ward, though his brother insists that Jesse uh, is at absolutely no risk of self harm. Now, you mentioned the um, I am not suicidal outburst. Why he might do that? Well, his lawyer is actually saying that was a sincere reference to Epstein. Uh, Jesse is concerned that he will die behind bars. Jesse's lawyer said on Thursday night, I don't want people to think, well, is he going crazy? Why is he yelling? I'm not suicidal. He was doing it for a specific reason, because let's be honest, we have the Epstein situation where he was found dead in his jail, even in protective custody. What Mr. Smollett was concerned about was what if he turns up dead in protective custody? He doesn't want people to think he killed himself. I cannot blame him because I have sued a lot of jails for unexplained deaths. But Epstein had all sorts of secrets that they don't want to kill you if you don't have any secrets. I guess just because he's uh, Jesse fashions himself more of a political enemy to people than he is oh, to be God, a political enemy. You have to you have to score points against other people. Who has Jesse Smollett scored points against other than himself? He's the champion of dunking and dunking on himself, but I've never seen him actually uh, do anything meaningful to quote unquote get another person. He's not politically savvy and he doesn't have the deep secrets like Epstein does. You're right. He's going to kill himself. Well, as we were talking about earlier in the week, of course, in no way would I hope that I don't want anything to do with that. I will just say that if it happened, it this already is the most legendary hoax hate crime ever. But if this guy paid for his hoax with his life, I don't know that we've ever heard of such a thing. If, if that ends no, up I happening. mean, I also don't hope that this happens, but I'll sure, sure be there for the lols. Um. Do I disavow the lulls? You can't. Come on. It's a, it's a hoax hate going full circle. Full circle. Uh, well, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. I Have suppose. we ever seen somebody so intolerant of the shame that their hoax brings that they commit suicide, but make it look like the Black Crusaders killed them? I just can't believe he has stuck with it as aggressively as he had. I, I am amazed, do, man. In that situation, you can't admit that you're wrong. 
Well, it's I like just love poop in your pants or something. You you die with that. You yeah, die he's the that. kid that farted in class. He really did yeah. it, but he can never admit it. <laughs> now that he's dug in and blamed the person next to him, he, he never yeah, can. Exactly. I, on the way out, he says, "I could have said I was guilty a long time ago." Yes, and you wouldn't be walking to jail if you exactly. did. Exactly. So you should have. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, Kim Fox, Cook County Prosecutor Kim Fox, is doubling down, possibly even harder than Jesse himself. Recall Kim Fox originally dropped the case and allowed Jesse to walk free. He forfeited uh, his $10,000 bond uh, for his original arrest, but that was it. The case was then assigned to special prosecutor Dan Webb, who secured the conviction and the sentencing in an op-ed published immediately after Jesse's sentencing. Kim Fox says the justice system failed and Jesse is the victim of a kangaroo prosecution. It was all mob justice says Kim Fox. She says in part, quote, Smollett was indicted, tried and convicted by a kangaroo prosecution in a matter of months. Meanwhile, the families of more than 50 black women murdered in Chicago over the last 20 years await justice. Well, I can agree with her there, but, you know, you could be doing something about this, Kim Fox. She is in great position to do something about those uh, 50 black women awaiting justice, considering she's the prosecutor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of um of cook of cook county and if your point is yeah well um dan webb could have done that dan webb could have helped first of all he was a special prosecutor appointed pro bono yeah. second of all what are you saying dan webb could have done a better job than you kim fox <laughs> i suck at my job i need that guy to do it for me and and i again just like jesse's family i love that wasting resources is now the go-to point for the people who want lenience, leniency for Jesse. Yeah. If exactly. you aren't going to stand for waste of resources, Jesse has to be punished. He must mm-hmm. be. You can't yep. allow this to slide. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and of course, like the morons, all, all the, the blue check Democrat party morons who knee jerk posted Jesse support right after it happened as though this story was ever plausible. A lot of those tweets remain up. Joe Biden's tweet that says uh, this was January 29th, 2019, like the night it happened. What happened today to Jesse Smollett will never be tolerated. Uh, we can't have homophobia and racism. There's no place in our streets or in our hearts. We're with you, Jesse. Kamala Harris, you know, Jesse is kind and gentle. This was a modern day lynching. Oh, my God. Delete that. Delete it. L- lynching just became federally illegal this week, courtesy of our Congress as well. At least they passed a bill. So I looked it up. The last lynching was outside of our lifetimes. The last known one was 1981. They made it federally illegal. So up until yesterday, I could have, I could have lynched a bunch of people and it would have been fine. Why did nobody tell me this? Yeah. I, apparently there was a lynching loophole that you were unaware of. You could have gotten Damn away with all. it until this past week. Maybe, Audience I don't know when worthless. the law takes effect. You might still be, you might have one last run before you have to retire. <laughs> okay. And then there was all the Democrats. There's a whole list compiled by libs of TikTok here. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, (laughs) Cory Booker, Eric Swalwell, Joy Reid, Bernie Sanders. The gang's all here with their ridiculous, nonsensical Jesse reactions they posted the night of. That was they were all ridiculous that night. But they're even more ridiculous as most of them are still up. I think the only one that I saw, I saw AOC, I think, deleted hers a little while back. Well, but these are more social media savvy than other politicians in the they're pretty much all just sitting up there uh still so yet another demonstration of whatever these people say the opposite is probably yeah. closer to the truth doesn't mean always but it's just like a good rule of thumb 
which is a, you know, a good segue as we get into our next topic on Ukraine. Um, it is going to be, a, there's, there's uh, several things we need to get through here, but let's, we're kind of in an awkward spot. So let's try to get through this before we take our first break. And, um, and let's just get an update on what the current status is in Ukraine at this hour. Negotiations, I did want to highlight with Russian negotiator Leonid Slutsky are apparently going well. Russia has sent in Slutsky to sort this out and get everyone together. Yeah, he said everything's going fine. You know, it, it always takes a slut to bring people together. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I got all of this from mainstream media, so who knows if any of this is true. But Zelensky claims that 13,000 Russian soldiers are dead. That sounds like bullshit to me, but who knows? Um, and then the latest information from the United Nations Human Rights Council, so you know it has to be right, mm. is that 579 civilians have been killed in Ukraine. 579 civilians, but 13,000 Russian soldiers. Yeah, we're at like a 26 to 1 How? ratio. How is that? that? I I just don't believe that. Like, this would be the most inept incompetent invasion just there's just no way that the russian military would be so incompetent i don't know i definitely take all the numbers with a grain of salt there's Um, no fucking way that that's true yeah um we can probably believe some of the stuff about um about the negotiators about slutsky apparently they're making progress um with this with these peace talks and they might reach unified position in the near future. Um, and they've had three of these these face to face talks in Belarus, and they've been talking by video conference. Uh, and this sounds really reasonable to me. To me, but Russia has suggested its conditions for ending the war would require Ukraine to change its constitution to guarantee it will never join a political bloc, specifically NATO or the EU, as well as recognize Crimea as part of Russia and the two Russian controlled separatist area in the Donbas region of Eastern Ukraine as independent. Does that sound crazy to you? I thought before they were demanding to appoint uh, like a, a, the equivalent of a Ukrainian vice president or a Ukrainian official. Apparently they which, pared things down in these negotiation talks, but like this seems like a, like quite a reasonable set. Well, it would request. still be the concession of territory. And I, you know, I'm not going to grant the premise that you have the, that you're legitimate in just seizing territory and then negotiating your, your ownership of it. I don't think that's right. But if your interest is de-escalation, yeah, I suppose maybe you can start talking about that. So the, this this Slutsky fellow, um, he's a Russian delegation member from the Ukrainian Russian talks. He says, if we compare the positions of the Russia and Ukraine negotiations uh, at the very beginning, and now we can see significant progress. I expect the progress may grow into a unified position of both delegations and into a document for signing. Which he said basically nothing there, but you know, I mean, I don't even know what to make of of any of this. The only thing that's been made clear to me is the the bio lab stuff. Well, <laughs> it's, at it's least been I can made... get some information there that I understand. But like, yeah, I, it's just this thirteen thousand to five hundred and seventy nine civilians. But like, I'm constantly inundated with with all these images of like destroyed maternity wards and yeah. crying Ukrainian babies. I, I don't believe any of this shit. I don't believe any of the stuff i'm seeing i don't believe any of this. well there's there there's 
It's it's a it's a big mixture. It's a mixed bag of information. There's a lot of stuff that has been confirmed to be old footage or stuff that is not authentic. There's other footage that has been shown to be dated correctly with geolocation that I buy. It's not as though the entire thing is a fake production, but there's a lot of interest in <laughs> maybe you'll get me there. <laughs> Well, there, I don't know, is the thing. I there's mean, certainly I, a lot of interest in making sure that you think a certain thing about it, no doubt. Well, um, yeah, th- that's how I know that I, that no one can be trusted. It's like, why yeah. have has Fox News allied with CNN and every celebrity is telling me that I must be emotionally invested into the slaughter of, of Ukrainians? Why is the Pope telling me that this mass slaughter event must stop that God is that God is watching when, when I hear this from all these commie pieces of shit it just makes me want to hear what Putin has to say about it, it just makes me like and respect him <laughs> just just based on being a contrarian also yeah I'll stop short of respect for him but um he's a formidable I, man okay I, don't I understand where you're coming from I I'm certainly sympathetic to the point and we'll talk about it in a little bit here too whenever these people are saying the opposite is often uh, a more reasonable conclusion but there's in the case of the biolab stuff, it's it's more than just the opposite of what they say. Well, let's get to that in a second. But first, um, this American journalist and filmmaker was apparently oh, yeah. killed. This Something was going on here, too. This was another piece of big news over the weekend. Brent Renaud, he's this award-winning filmmaker, former contributor to The New York Times, fatally shot supposedly by Russian forces close to Kiev, um, according to Ukrainian officials. Um, this was really weird. Though he had contributed to the Times in the past, most recently in 2015, not very, you know, that was seven years ago. He was not on assignment for any desk at the Times in Ukraine. Early reports that he worked for the Times circulated because at the time of his death, he was wearing a New York Times press badge that had been issued. Oh, that is confirmed. He was wearing it. I thought that was just wrongly reported. No, he was wearing it. That had been issued for an assignment many years ago. Weird. So he's just going around Ukraine with the New York Times press badge. And he's supposedly killed by Russians. Like, what is he doing there? He was presumably doing some independent journalism. Maybe he thought it would help him if he got into trouble. Like, he had a more serious backing or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose maybe that's the thinking. Okay. Or maybe he's hanging out, um, you know, with Epstein and (laughs) Maxwell and he's still alive. Who knows? He knows a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's talk a little bit of the biolab stuff. <laughs> Somebody in the live chat just said, oh, no, a dead mainstream journalist. I know that's not how I feel about it. I'm like, what? oh, no, a New York wow. Times reporter dead. <laughs> I Journalist totally care. lives matter, you know. <laughs> Do they? God. There's. <laughs> Whatever, Moving if this on. were Andy, no, people would like be, be throwing parties in the street. Like, I have to give a fuck that some New York Times hack got killed in, in, in Ukraine. Who cares? In fairness, though, I have no idea what his work. I have no idea who the guy is or what his work. I don't want to I don't want to um, condemn him without knowing. It's just I'm, no, no, I'm not condemning him. I'm saying I don't care that he's dead. Ah, well, thank you for uh, correcting the statement <laughs> and making it much more palatable. The, all right, let's get to the bio lab stuff. <laughs> Because there's been a lot of controversy this week about biolabs in Ukraine with the fact checkers labeling it misinformation before we can even discuss it. And there were a lot of developments of interest in this story this week. So what is the nature of the claim and the origins of the claim? Well, Glenn Greenwald has a pretty good summary over on his uh, Substack this week. And I'll link that for you if you want to read it, if you need a quick summary. But the claim started with the foreign ministries of Russia and China a few weeks ago. And they were both saying that there are biological laboratories located near the Ukraine-Russia border that are working on the development of components of biological weapons. And China went a step further and said the U.S. 
is operating them. Now, of course, we shouldn't just believe what state spokesmen for China or Russia say. We should we should expect evidence to show the existence of such things. And and we'll get to that in a minute. But U.S. fact checkers did the opposite. Uh, there are several pieces just declaring these claims definitively false with little to no evidence to explain. Um, USA Today and others said the labs that do exist are Ukrainian owned, not U.S. owned or operated, and that the labs prevent the proliferation of dangerous pathogens and 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 what the work that's being done is modernizing of Soviet Soviet era labs. What the this, hell does that even mean? This program was called the Biological Threat Reduction Program, according oh, yeah. to these factors. <laughs> so again, that means the Making Biological <laughs> Threats Program. <laughs> okay, but apparently, do they to, have a big sign on the front door that says "Nothing to see here"? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Could they be more on the nose? So apparently, to debunk these claims, at least. That's what it seems like he was trying to do uh, during a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing. Senator Marco Rubio asked the undersecretary of state, Victoria Newland, if Ukraine has biological or chemical weapons. And her response was nuanced. It was not um, it was not uh, a denial. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Oh, Lord. Okay. So that's kind of a weird answer because she's saying they don't have biological weapons. They have biological research facilities. Now, she could have just denied weapons and moved on, but she didn't. And if there aren't any weapons or weaponizable things associated with these facilities, why would we worry about Russians gaining access to these facilities? Oh, no, they got the cure for cancer. I hope they don't do anything bad with that. Yeah, it seemed like um, she really bailed them out. With, uh, just just by saying that, that yeah. Russia was going to be responsible for any future events. And if we believe the fact checks that these are just cleaning up and modernizing old Soviet era facilities. Well, again, why do we care if the Russians gain control? Again, as a matter of morality, you might care. It's not their property. They shouldn't have it. But as a matter of, say, biological danger. Well, why do we care if the Russians get control of Soviet era facilities? They have all the Soviet era facilities and all the things associated with it. So it's sort of a strange piece of reasoning there. And, and of course, notice how she concludes at the end with certainty, any biological attacks that happen will be from Russia. You can count on it. Jen Psaki says the same thing. Hey guys, be on the lookout for Russia to possibly use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine. Yeah. Preemptive blame here. Okay. Then on Friday, there's another uh, piece of testimony uh, in this story. So the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas, spoke at the Security Council meeting to address these allegations. She says Ukraine does not have biological weapons programs 
but they do have biological labs and we, the United States, help them with those labs. But that's actually fine. It's actually good because those labs work on coronavirus and other beneficial things. The UN is not aware of of any biological or chemical weapons programs in Ukraine. Ukraine does not have a biological weapons program. There are no Ukrainian biological weapons laboratories supported by the United States, not near Russia's border or anywhere. So here are the facts. Ukraine owns and operates its own public health laboratory infrastructure. These facilities make it possible to detect and diagnose diseases like COVID-19, which benefit us all. The United States has assisted Ukraine to do this safely and securely. This is work that has been done proudly, clearly, and out in the open. This work has everything to do with protecting the health of people. It has absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to do with biological weapons. But it does have to do with biological weapons. You just said it. Well, it has to do with biological, biological research and development, not weapons. Right. That's the <laughs> same thing. Wow. It, that was yeah. just five minutes of, of them just uh, punting and saying nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it really comes down to what your definition of weapon is. And to be clear, I'm not automatically believing Russia or China. I, I need more information about what specifically is going on in these labs, the existence of which they acknowledge. But we do know per their acknowledgement that they exist. And we know per their acknowledgement that they exist with U.S. assistance in operation. And these are the same people uh, largely who said the same thing about Wuhan. We don't do gain of function research right. uh, or, or fund the Wuhan lab. Okay. You got us. We actually do fund gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Right. Right. But it's not actually gain of function research. It's something else. That's right. Exactly the the def it hinged on the definition of gain of function, just like this yeah. hinges on the definition of weapon. These are the same people who insisted that uh, we had a Russian installed president for four years that they investigated to the end of the earth, but couldn't produce ample evidence for. And so I, I'm not going to uh, forgive me if I'm not inclined to believe them that these are rainbow and unicorn factories, that there's something, uh, something more than meets the eye right. or at least something beyond their, their description here. Um, and, and it, if for no other reason than Ukraine, since when is Ukraine a leader in medical or biological research and development? We've never it heard seems of totally arbitrary. Right. Right. And Why would we do that? So we don't know of medical advancement coming out of Ukraine routinely. Um, and we think about what happened in Wuhan, too. Again, I'm not saying this is what's going on. It's just we have precedent for this sort of thing. Well, um, you know, current legal systems prevent us from doing gain of function research here in the United States. So what if and we also can't fund it internationally. But what if we <laughs> gave money to a charity who then um, forwarded right. the money to Wuhan yep. to do the work that we can't do. And we called it a subcontractor and we kind of muddied the waters and uh, had some plausible deniability. It's fair to ask. And again, I'm not asking rhetorically to lead you anywhere. It's just questions worthy of investigation. What is our involvement here? And yeah. since we've observed it, likely in the case of Wuhan, is there some skirting of legal standards, U.S. law or international law? We've signed on to the whole U.N. thing about uh, no biological weapon development. Do we just try to are we trying to skirt something here, too, by getting work done in a place where it's uh, maybe a little more legal and a little more deniable than it would be in our backyard? Yeah. yeah, just things to 
ask. I, I'm not saying those are happening definitively, but um, yeah, I, I, it's totally possible there is actually nothing to see here. I, I leave that door open. Um, it's just when these people say there's nothing to see, there's often much to yeah. see. There's an entire show behind that curtain. Any other thoughts you had on the matter? No, I mean, uh, this Marco Rubio thing, it's just like when some weird virus is released, they're going to try to get the whole world to gang up on Russia. What incentive do they have to release biological weapons from a Ukrainian lab? It makes no sense. They're priming us for future events. Well, I hope we don't can't find do another out. COVID thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there's another virus and you have to lock down again. Let's try yeah. it. Uh, I forgot one thing in our discussion of Ukraine there. If you find all of this convincing or uh, confusing, you don't know about the bio labs. You don't really understand the conflict between Russia and Ukraine or really who to believe because there's so much competing information, much of which is propagandistic. And I, I put myself in that bucket. I can't sit here and pretend to you that I have any level of expertise or any sort of detailed understanding of exactly what's going on. I'm doing my best, but that's why we have skilled elite communicators in power, elite communicators like Kamala Harris, who can explain to you everything you need to know about Russia, Ukraine, very easily, very simply. The UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but just limited to what we have seen. We should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on this war oh thank you this war thank you <laughs> what the fuck is she talking about that was and that's how you know comprehensible that's how you know that putin is bad uh, or <laughs> as uh, as twitter or whoever i don't know where the nickname came from and it's very basic actually but i love it they're calling him pootler now and it's not that it's clever it's just that pootler is very funny sounding so yes. we'll go with pootler uh, next up, we got to get to the, the gas and energy consequences for the, the Russian oil ban and a lot of the other actions that the Biden administration is taking. But um, it, that'll be uh, that will take a little bit of time. So maybe we should actually take a break here and split this segment up and we'll come back to Russia, Ukraine sure. talk after that. What a joke this country has got. More from Kamala to explain all the world's complexities later. Don't yeah, really. Worry. Uh, the Ukraine is a country next to Russia. Yeah. Did you listen to her in the breakfast I, club? Yeah, that, that <laughs> I it did happened too that early one. in the week to talk about. Yeah, I should have played it last week. But th yeah, this is another one on top of that. The, the, this lady it's just, um, well, uh, you know, take comfort in knowing she understands it exactly as well as all of us do, which is not at all. <laughs> I trust our institutions. Yeah. Um, Robin D. Beggs, blood, I'm telling you, it might be rough now, but 2022 is the year of the red pill. Lies and BS can only go so far, even with the media. But when you guy, uh, when you buy gas or food, the truth is in your face. Mm. Yeah, it might be the year of the red pill, but it's kind of too late, isn't it? Well, I, I suppose there are people who pay almost no attention to the news of the day, but they go get their gas. They go to the grocery store. All of a sudden they are mugged by reality and they 
hopefully if punish people the people in power. We're shaken awake by their day to day inconveniences, then COVID surely would have done it. I just don't have That's any true. faith that like paying more gas, more for gas is going to be like this wake up call for all these people that have been wearing a mask outside for two years <laughs> or whatever. It's like, and as, as we'll get stupid. to, you're paying high prices to buy freedom on the other side of the world. So it's good. Yeah. You pat yourself on the back for the extra money spent at the pump. Yeah. People were in the gulag saying like, oh, there must have been some mistake because I've been um, such a loyal person. Like yeah. maybe if I write to, to dear leader, that they'll yeah. get me out of here. People yeah. are stupid. I'm holding Mulray. Hoax hate rarely targets a specific culprit. But can you guess the OT penalty when an innocent person was accused? Hint, um, Deut 19? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the reference, actually. Deuteronomy 19? Is that what he's saying? Oh, maybe. I don't think we return to that, but it bears thinking about. I was thinking uh, he was saying Deus fault. Um, no. I will he have to. saying Deuteronomy 19. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know the reference, but um, of course, email me. Mr. Mulray, if you would like to discuss it or to point me in the right direction. Raman D. Banks, a few more Dracula von Poontang just (laughs) invaded Ukraine. We've got bigger problems than these uh, biolavias. We need every man, woman, transgender to fight the Moscow menace. Dracula did inflation. Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, Dracula did it. Well, that's just as plausible (laughs) as some of their other explanations. They might actually pull better too. that one. Daniel Kunkel, the Ukrainian government aren't the white knights the mainstream media make them out to be, nor do I think Putin is our savior from the new world order. If our media went back in time to World War II, I doubt, I doubt who was the good guys. Wouldn't that be interesting? Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I wonder, (laughs) I wonder how some of that stuff would be covered. Yeah, really. Uh, Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made s'mores. He snuck up behind my crane like Russians and fired repeatedly right into me. Come on, guys. I have to read these. Bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. Couldn't stand the rage of his giant canyon. I tried to retreat, but he stayed right behind me. You're a bastard. Oh, there was more. I'm sorry. There was. Boogeyman917 says, cheers. Thank you. I bought PN. Thank you, sir. No, no. Thank you, sir. Long Dong John. I'm team Jesse wasn't punished enough. He could have started a summer of love. And if the police brought in two white guys instead of two Nigerian brothers, there'd be two innocent people in jail. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, we are not suicidal. We'll find out if he was if, if he gets punished by the person who actually does all the punishing of him, which is himself. We'll find out yeah. if that actually happens. You think he would like like Joan? For those reasons, like the punishment he's going to get in jail. I've seen uh, many a meme and many a joke to that effect, and I've partaken myself. To, I, how, how can you not? He's a pretty gay minority man in jail. He's like the, the person that would do the best. <laughs> in fact, I think we have a couple of chats to that effect, or at least one. I think I saw over on Tippy stream. Let me uh, see what we in fact. Um, yeah, we have a chat from uh, this must be Jesse's new best friend in prison, Tyrone. Tyrone says, hey, I got a new cellmate this week. The soft N-word only going to be five months, (laughs) but it's going to be the best five months of his life. You should have heard how we made that uh, F-word. I I can say faggot. Susan says that's fine. Of course you could. (laughs) How we made him sing in the shower uh, last night and sheet. By which he means and shit and sheet. Uh, D block gone. D block gone. Have fun. We gone be rich. D block gone. Have fun. All right. Well, uh, cheers, Tyrone. I hope you have a good five months and uh, let us know how it goes. What? 
Your wife just sent me something disgusting. Oh no! Uh, did she? Did you send you the donut meme of Jesse? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I don't have that one handy, but um, maybe if you just Google search Jesse donut meme, it might pop up for you. <gasps> Phil says a couple of immigrant uh, hard R hard R's themes. No, wait, wait, wait. A couple of immigrants. <laughs> a couple of watching you try jog- to do this is truly a couple of jogging enthusiasts filmed themselves um well uh abusing a 14 year old uh young white girl in utah and get off with probation i have not even heard that story so i gotta look at it in a serious country this would be uh well they they would have due process they would have their day in court and a punishment that was suitable for the crime would be administered and it would not be um it would not involve horse heads or other uh other other pieces of uh more brutal punishment says phil yeah. phil is always very thoughtful in how he handles these things charles yaus says so jesse is gay black and jewish which chapter which chapter of mind comp covers that uh yeah i don't know it's, all the chapters you might have to get the complete the complete works of hitler to get your answer um yeah that was leaned on heavily um by jesse's grandma as well if you want to listen to her testimony you know i'm pretty sure the holocaust has has put me in position to fight against this injustice she did that on the stand Lindsey graham i wonder if it's the real one hey Lindsey. hey hey matt and blonde i've been a chaste man but i've decided to put myself on the market i need some help does size matter what situation more difficult to manage a single, what, which situation is more difficult to manage a single mother or different ethnicity? What, <laughs> what do I, oh, God. Uh, is this supposed to be from J- Lindsey Graham or is it just, is this sincere? Unfortunate name. I, I don't know if, it, well, it's spelled differently, but it's still Lindsey Graham. So I'm is, not answering any of these is Lindsey Graham asking, or is it just a person named Lindsey Graham? Graham? What do I offer? Uh, what do I or what to do if more educated than the wife, good or bad? Well, um, my general advice on finding a person is to um, number one, treat it like a job. Don't think that that person is just going to show up in your life someday. You have to make an active effort and you might get um, frustrated by doing that solely online, at least in my experience. But you kind of got to take like a all of the above approach. And uh, when you do meet a a potential person, uh, don't be afraid of the serious conversations. Have them immediately discuss values, discuss future, agree on those. If you don't move along, then don't be afraid. Oh, this person's going to think I'm too serious. Well, if you're not serious, why are you in the game? Yeah. So find someone who's on the same page as you immediately. Don't waste time talking about favorite sports teams or movies or whatever. Um, Handle it. Handle it like a business operation from the start and throughout. And good luck, Lindsay. That's a bummer um, name, though. Bummer. Phil says, when we were talking about uh, lenient sentences, or while we're talking about lenient sentences, remember, Jesse tried to smear the entire white population of this country, a population that has completely destroyed its own society, to make <laughs> Jesse more comfortable. We wouldn't have... Uh, we. We shouldn't have bothered, says Phil. Well, there's a lot of um, it's not just that he sort of participated in the very crime he accused others of. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people who were defamed or smeared implicitly and a lot of people who happily jumped on that. A lot of people who uh, wanted to believe that the MAGA hat people were, in fact, hateful, violent attackers 
and um and yeah there's probably some some punishment due for for that as well um thank you phil over on d live uh we are good thank you guys for supporting the show we will come back to your chats later on um i'll have to just circle back with you and we will get back into uh well ukraine related topics because early in the week the biden administration did exactly what was expected when we discussed this last uh sunday and that was install a ban on russian oil imports and that of course caused um a a spike at the pump uh National average gas price I see this weekend is about th- uh, four thirty four a gallon. Oh my! Which gosh. there were all time oh records set every day for f- like four days in a row. And uh, did you see that I am legend meme? I did not. What was that? That the gas prices have actually surpassed like the I am legend is a you know dystopian film about basically the end of the world and they, ah. they show uh, like the gas prices were like four fifty or something like that wow. in I am legend so there's the the juxtaposition meme it's like we've actually surpassed I am legend <laughs> yeah. well uh, additional increases are expected so we'll see how far beyond we can make it and then the um, the Democrat message machine they all got in line they all got the memo just so you know and just so you understand this is a Putin gas spike this is because of Putler here's Jen Psaki Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm making sure that you have heard the news and that you are well aware. Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin uh, spike at the gas pump. Putin's tax. That's that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. Can't do much right now. Russia's impossible. Let's be clear: these increases are are because of Vladimir Putin. This is Putin's war. These are Putin's increases. Okay, and maybe you uh, maybe you wonder. Hey, uh, I noticed that uh, gas was rising prior to any of this Putin business, and even if it is Putin business. Um, why are we putting ourselves in a position of reliance or dependence on, uh, this guy in a faraway country when we could potentially provide our own energy, uh, needs and resources? Well, that's because of the other people who are at fault, which is of course the, uh, the oil companies themselves. The, the trouble is that the oil companies have recently discovered at their secret evil meeting that they can all be greedy and so they refuse to drill because they're too busy laughing at you while jumping off their uh, diving board into their Scrooge right. McDuck pool of money. It's all the oil companies fault. That's the other line. Yep. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Ninety percent of onshore oil production takes place on land that isn't owned by the federal government and of the remaining 10 percent. That occurs on federal land. The oil and gas industry has millions of acres leased. They have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now, yesterday, last week, last year. The oil companies and executives, they don't want to pump more oil, although they have every capacity to do so. Nothing is slowing them up from doing it if they want to. So don't tell me gas prices rose because I've slowed down the American energy production. Hmm. Like oil companies just figured out greed, like just now. They must have been tipped off by Biden because that's <laughs> when they really got they got the strategy. Oh, did I had you guys no idea hear? that I could t- exploit and take advantage of people yes. for monetary gain until right now? Holy shit! <laughs> we could be greedy and evil. 
Which is weird because Democrats always accused them of being greedy and evil. And then the second that Democrats got in power and uh, wielded some control over them, they became even more greedy and evil. Yep. Yeah. They couldn't get the greed and the evil under control. I, I wonder why that is. Well, now in, ter- in terms of what is restricting production here in the United States, we've talked a little bit about this, but I, I, and we know about the Keystone XL shutdown Biden uh, in his first week in office. We, um, we know about the halting of, um, of new leases on federal lands. There are more factors than just those though, that I, um, that I want to discuss because of course, even he is right. It is truthful that there are thousands of these leases outstanding, that drilling right. is theoretically yeah. possible and approved. But how you get a drilling operation going, we talked about this last week, that requires two things, people and capital. And of course, we have created an economy where we have sent hundreds of thousands of oil and gas industry workers home because of a ridiculous Corona fear and a decrease in oil demand because of the ridiculous Corona fear. So we don't have necessarily have the staff immediately available to go do all of this, but I was actually unaware about the capital component here because despite the portrayal of all the oil companies having their massive room full of cash ready to throw at you, whether wipe their nose with as they laugh at you, um, it operates like any other business in that if you want to uh, pursue a giant project, you're going to have to have some capital to do that. You're going to have to have some investment. And so oil companies, just like any other business, they operate through financing from the banks. Yeah. And when you create an environment in which the banks are not uh, are not confident that drilling oil, which is already or at least the drilling of the oil is, is already not a guarantee because there's exploration involved. You might go out on a site and think there's oil there and there's none, in which case you're going to have trouble paying back the loan that financed that. But right. even in a situation where you know there's oil, you're not necessarily confident in the regulatory environment in the future to return to get a return on that investment. So that's um, that's a factor for a lot of banks to consider in addition to just the overall political pressure that is, hey, look at these evil banks financing fossil fuels. Let's get them. They don't like that as a matter of um, a, a pressure uh, against their own shareholders or pressure uh, against their own companies that they don't want to face. So what you've seen in recent years is actually a dramatic shift in the financing of the oil industry from the banks. There's a great report from April of last year in CNBC here that shows, hey, here are the banks internationally that are increasing fossil fuel investment. And here are the ones that are decreasing fossil fuel investment. No surprise, the top two banks investing in fossil fuel exploration, extraction, refining. Uh, China, they're in China and they've increased investment by massive amounts. We're not talking 10%. We're talking 1200%. Chinese banks just bankrolling the oil industry. Meanwhile, banks pulling back to the tune of the reverse minus 100 percent. European banks are the are the ones pulling back investment to the uh, the most internationally. But there are plenty of American banks on the list as well. And these are uh, uh, the change in investment from 2016 to 2020. So American banks on the list: Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, TD, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. So we we often think it's just as simple as, well, you show up and you start digging. That's that's all you yeah. got to do. You start drilling. Well, just like everything else, it takes people. We don't necessarily have the people currently because we messed that up. And it takes capital. And when we threaten the banks and say, we're going to go after you for financing fossil fuels, what incentive do the banks have to make that investment yeah. then? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. so that's another. Biden likes to say, well, I haven't put up these regulatory hurdles. Number one, you have. 
But number two, it's it's beyond that. It's cultivating a, a, a political and economic climate that's hostile to this sort of development that, that yeah, exactly. erases the potential gains and uh, throws them with a whole series of penalties they might face. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily matter um, anyway, because um, you know, Biden says the gas companies love uh, high gas, pr- high, high gas prices. But really, you should love high gas prices, too, or at least the leftist activists do. High gas prices are good, one, because of their perceived environmental benefits. They love that. But two, we get to stick it to Putler if we have high gas prices. Here is CNN's reporting and CNN, uh, and Stephen Colbert on CBS this week. And once again, you're always well-spoken, uh, well-spoken Vice President Kamala Harris. People we've spoken to over the last couple weeks, they're okay paying higher prices if it means holding Russia accountable for what they are doing in Ukraine. That stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. There is a price to pay for democracy. You've got to stand with your friends. Sometimes it's difficult. You know, if we ever regain control, we must make these people pay for what they've done. Well, there's a serious argument about what's going on here, too. I'm done. I'm done assuming this is incompetence. I think these people want to. Not that I haven't been for a while, but I just I have no patience left for. Wow, they're just really bad at their jobs. They they hate you. They're trying to punish you. This is not whoopsie. Tap into that skag. Accidentally. Tap into that rage. It's uh, this is this is beyond. Um my patience for simple accidental mistake driven. They want to kill understandable. You. They want to kill your yeah. son. Yeah. I, I agree. If they could push a button to make it happen and they'd face no repercussions. I, I'm sure many of them would. We should all remember that later. So um, if you are, uh, if you're one of those people out there who are frustrated by in the increased cost of um, not just gas, but everything that the price of gas and, and oil and other energy touches, uh, Kamala has some more words of encouragement for you. Just like John Lennon, um, said you should imagine a world where, you know, there are no countries and everything's peaceful in his famous song. Well, I guess in this case too, imagine there's no gasoline. It's easy. If you do nothing to pay at the pump and no emissions too. Imagine a future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today, because we have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been, (laughs) and then to make the possible actually happen what a self-righteous bitch imagine a future where there is no milk and bread because we've driven the economy into complete ruins and created a hyperinflationary situation imagine a world where you have to sell your child (laughs) to feed your other children because of what we've done this i can see it i can see it now i know can you see it can you see it yeah i like that she invoked john lennon though who was also a worthless hack so (laughs) This is the thing, though, even if I want to give her point as much credit as possible, of course, innovation starts in the imagination. Every great invention starts in the mind of a creative inventor. That's true. Now, 
The question is, how do we put those creative minds in position to make those inventions? Don't we need a comfortable now, a comfortable today? If I'm worried about bread or gasoline, like you're talking about, I don't have time or luxury to sit around thinking about the possibilities of the technological future, even if I have the mind to do it, because I got to get bread to feed myself and my kid, and it's in short supply. So if you want to make technological advancement tomorrow and do the things she's talking about, you have to make today comfortable. There's no other way to do it. We're not going to be cavemen fighting over saber-toothed tigers to eat at night, <laughs> and but thinking about electric car technology. I know, I know. And then the the irony, the only way that we can do that is through meritocracy. And I'm being told this, like a, the future of what of what we can imagine by somebody that's a complete diversity hire uh, who yeah. didn't get anywhere yeah. in life except through her minority status and who she banged. Well, there might be a meritocracy element there. We don't know uh, how good she is on top of that desk. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> She's got the face of somebody that's like really good at BJ's. Oh, there it is right there. You be <laughs> She's saying I once handled one this long. <laughs> <laughs> That's her right there. Perfectly timed up. Man, what a great selection of a frame by Susan at YouTube. I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, moving on. What else did I have here? Oh, oh, uh, last thing I have to say about Russia and Ukraine. Uh, If you're if you're really pissed off, if you're if you're still pissed off about all of this, you want to vent some frustration. Well, you can now do that on Facebook. You can call for violence on Facebook, actually, and Instagram, too. But don't get your hopes up, Blonde, because it's not against leftists or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or any of them. You can call for violence against Russians and Russian soldiers in the context of the Ukraine invasion. This according to internal emails seen by Reuters on Thursday. It's a temporary change to the meta company's hate speech policy. The policy allows for posts to call for the deaths of Vladimir Putin or the Belarusian president Lukashenko or other Russian leaders. The emails say that Russian civilians are protected. And supposedly this policy only applies in the countries in the region. But as with any of their enforcement, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, they had a little flexibility to that rule. So as always, there are no rules. It's just the um, the terms of the moment that suit the needs of their leftist agenda. Um, and it's not actually the value of life or the wrongness of calling for death. It's just whose life and whose death. Anything is fair game uh, yeah. against their enemies, as always. Well, um, man, we'll just keep it moving here. We are. I might have to hurry here because I got so much more I want to talk about, but it's also important. So let's just keep it going through. Um, because uh, that's not all. We we also have um, massive inflation to discuss and additional congressional spending that we're told is going to alleviate the situation. Yeah, yeah. At this point, every month's inflation report is just like a broken record of the last one. But what are exactly the forty year high? This one's slightly worse than last month. Oh, uh, obviously driven by higher gas prices. Uh, CPI climbed to seven point nine percent. I think it was seven percent last month. Yeah. Um. And month over month, inflation rose 0.8%. So we're looking at basically 1% inflation month over month. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is February's report. So we're not even factoring in the worst of the gas spike, which is... Which has happened in the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, and probably will worsen this week. Um, For the 12 months ending in February, grocery prices are up almost 9%. This is the biggest year-over-year increase since 1981, which was a terrible economic year. Uh, gas prices are up 38%. Housing costs have risen 4.7%, the largest yearly jump since 1991. In the meantime, 
wages really aren't going up at all. But don't worry, it's transient or some shit. Yeah, yeah it's it's well, now we're beyond that. It's like every argument. Well, that's not happening. Actually, it is happening, but it's good. We heard that in the case of the labs. We're going to hear that in a moment with the case of the Florida don't say gay bill. Now, you know, inflation, um, inflation was never happening, but now it is happening, but it's good because it wage it increases wages or something like that. That's the, that's the line we often hear. But, you know, if you're not feeling inflated enough, get ready for the uh, balloon to tempt the bursting even more because this week Congress passed yet another 2000 page spending monstrosity. Speaking of pieces of news that seem like a broken record. This is another one, another $1.5 trillion to go to God knows what once again, Members of both parties lamenting they didn't have enough time to comb through the bill's lengthy text, even though they lament the same damn thing every time and just keep doing it. The bill includes nearly $14 billion in emergency aid for Ukraine. Democrats fought. (laughs) We'll get this. Democrats fought $1.9 billion in money for the border wall, apparently, and they lost on that fight. But so the debate is. The debate is not how we can secure our own border. The debate is how many billions of dollars should go to securing the border of some obscure country halfway across the world. So really, they have their priorities in order. But if that doesn't enrage you enough, um, they have uh, well, they have priorities to protect themselves, too. So uh, Congress spent millions more on their own protection, 87 million dollars more for the U.S. Capitol Police operating with a budget of over half a billion dollars now. And uh, expansion to the budgets of House congressional offices by 21 percent, the largest increase since 1996. And uh, Democrats also accepted a 46 billion dollar increase for domestic programs, calling the 730 billion dollar domestic budget the largest in four years. The the bill was um, actually whittled down as well. Democrats wanted billions more in coronavirus aid. But those oh my uh, God, why those deficit hawk Republicans would not allow them to blow out <laughs> our spending in such ways. Oh, yeah, really? We did get uh, a forty two billion dollar defense spending increase. And uh, just in case you think this uh, keeps us good for a little while, uh, this gets us to October. As far as I understand, we'll be up against yet another fiscal deadline for another, um, you know, multi thousand page, multi trillion dollar brick of bullshit stolen from our wallets and our futures in uh, just over six six, seven months time these people have stolen our birthright to pay for this paused zog budgetary nonsense and like nobody's pissed about it yeah it's just made up funny money so who cares as though it doesn't affect us but this is the thing if you if you're thinking well uh hey i don't like that uh, everything's inflated and that my savings are worth less and a dollar doesn't buy what it used to if that's what you think that this runaway government spending has something to do with that. Well, Joe and Nancy are here to correct you. It's not that uh, this argument is insane. It's not just that uh, government spending has no inflationary effect. It's that government spending helps relieve inflation. And not only that, Joe says all of you rubes out there who don't understand that. Well, you just have you have too much trouble seeing the benefits that these Democrats in government give you. Never forget what we've accomplished together so far. And by the way, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was, they look at you like, what are you talking about? I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. 
It's important to dispel some of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. It is not inflationary, A. B, uh, we don't want to reduce the um, uh, increase in jobs, which are very crowded. Okay. You just don't understand because you're, you're middle class rubes. You yeah. just don't get what we're trying to do up here in big government to save your ass, you fucking retards. <laughs> Thank you for the Nancy translation. You should really uh, make an app or something like that. Well, these I... people, they're, <laughs> they're just so arrogant. And if you follow the logic, not that anyone is buying this in our audience, but just think about the logical extension here. Okay, your claim, Nancy, is that unfettered government spending... Uh, provides jobs, provides wealth, and has no inflationary effect. Why would the logical How? conclusion not be cut a check for a million dollars to every person in this country and make every single person a billionaire exactly. uh, or a yeah. millionaire? There's no downside. We'd all be wealthy. We'd all be prosperous if only the government would give us a million dollars each. Why would you not yeah, do but that? Then and if she you... wouldn't be comparatively wealthy. Well, she has many million dollars. She'll be still richer than most. And if your answer is, well, that would um, that wouldn't work because it would still it would just be a lot of dollars chasing the same amount of product. Oh, really? <laughs> is that how it works? Thank you for the clarification. God, I hate these people so much. Once again, Democrat big government policies, they're so good that they have to be forced on you. And they're so good that your stupid brain can't even comprehend their greatness. So get smarter to understand it. Other things that we'll have to get smarter to understand the controversy that is what is called the don't say gay bill in Florida. If anything's been propagandized harder than the war in Ukraine, it would be this bill. Uh, the don't say gay bill, as the activists have coined it and their media uh, friends have just adopted. It would be more accurately called the don't uh, indoctrinate my kid into your weird sexual degeneracy and hide <laughs> it from me, Bill. But um I suppose that's why they're good at branding. Their branding is much catchier than it than is that. dreamers. So it, its actual title is the parental rights in education bill. And it passed the Florida Senate on Tuesday after passing the Florida house prior governor DeSantis has not stated definitively that he will sign it though. Um, he has spoken in support and defense of it. So it's believed that he will sign it. If so, the law goes into effect on July 1st. The bill stipulates that lessons about sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a That's manner it? that is. Yeah. Or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So it could be there could be some additional restrictions. What, like when they um, turn nine, you, you can start indoctrinating them into this gender identity horseshit. This happens to people in college. Yeah. It, it, grade three. What a worthless bill. Well, I, I certainly think there's a good argument that, yeah, why, why would grade four be suitable for for any of this stuff? That's the controversy. That's the controversy. here. The bill would allow parents to sue schools or teachers who engage in these topics uh, within these age groups. In general, the bill also requires teachers to disclose any conversations of these themes or other mental health topics to parents, though there is actually an exception. This might be another area in which the law is actually weak. There's an exception in the law that. Um, let me uh, let me find the, the exact wording here. Um, the, the legislation has a carve out that allows schools to withhold such information from parents. Let's say you talked about transgenderism or 
um, sexual orientation when there is risk of abuse, abandonment or, or neglect. So if you just think the kid is going to get beaten by his dad or something, you don't have to disclose it. So who knows how far that fear of abuse, abandonment or neglect could extend to getting around this law. This is looking for legal solutions. Oh, we're going to sue teachers. If your teacher is trying to indoctrinate a child into like some radical gender theory or whatever, like we shouldn't be filing lawsuits. We should be burning their houses down. Like we're such pussies. Yeah. So what are we doing? Like, we're going to pass a law that they can't indoctrinate my kid that I should be homeschooling from K through three. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, I think it's time now that we'd be taking more drastic steps. Uh, well, to the extent that this is happening, but as we'll get to, that's the confusing thing. The activists say simultaneously, this is never happening, but also how dare you stop this from happening? So which is yeah. it? Um, and I think that we know the answer. We'll get to some evidence uh, about the answer. But somehow the concept of a stranger teaching your child, I think, is fucking weird. Well, they shouldn't be strangers. And you should be actively involved in your child's education, even if you're not doing it. And you should know them. Absolutely. At a minimum, parents should be fixing their kids with hidden cameras and stuff to make sure they aren't getting molested or whatever. (laughs) Body cams to stop the touching. All right. Yeah. There's a campaign. Do I sound crazy? Uh, Well, um, I I, it's it's no more crazy than trusting these people to (laughs) to watch your kids on a day-to-day basis i can say that the rallying cry has somehow been for activists to say gay in protest they send ron DeSantis postcards that say gay written all over them over and over again as though and they 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 march around chanting gay as though somehow you can't say gay in in the state of florida but um but that nonsense of course ignores the the heart of the issue as we're discussing why do people apparently think kindergarten through third graders um being introduced to sexuality topics at school is appropriate And especially, why do you want those conversations potentially hidden from parents? That's the meat of the issue here. And the activists deny any desire to indoctrinate kids. But that's the only possible reason you could have for wanting young children to have secret sex talks. Yeah. I guess the the best thing they can say is I think he's going to get his ass kicked at home. Well, okay, you better have some evidence to that effect that the parents are actually abusive because even if you think that the parents don't agree, you can't just usurp the role of parent because you don't agree with the parents' philosophy. That's not. They think not, they think that your children are community property. Though they literally, some of the activists literally have actually say that. said that. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But um, but I, I mentioned this argument that keeps getting repurposed. Here it is. So just like critical race theory or what we heard about the Ukrainian biolabs, that's not happening. But also, it's good that it's happening. Here's a lesbian grade school teacher in Florida interviewed by oh NBC God. News this week. From school walkouts to protests to rallies. Opponents say if the Don't Say Gay bill becomes law, it will reverse decades of progress. And the message that we are sending out is so hateful and so mean. This is about creating a safe space so children can feel comfortable in their own skin. Denise Soufreen, gay and a teacher for 34 (laughs) years. We do not introduce the topic of sexuality to young children. If a child is going through some questions about their sexuality and they're afraid to talk to their mom or dad, is that where then you can answer questions? I could answer questions for them. But if this law passes? If this law passes, I would not be able to answer any questions for them. And the problem with that? The child would feel that there is something wrong with them. (laughs) There is something wrong with them. 
I didn't even edit that, by the way. I didn't is she, like. Is she listening but, to herself? Why didn't that guy question her at all? With her because he wants her to answer in that way. Oh God, I can't take this anymore. And whether you think there's something wrong or not, again, the question is: according to whose judgment? According to whose judgment? The lesbian indoctrinating teacher or the parent? Whose judgment should decide if there is in fact something wrong? And um, it, it, I, again, I didn't, I didn't actually cut that. It's not like it's from the start of the interview and the end of the interview. She goes from saying, I would never introduce the topic of sexuality to children. Also, Except. if this law passes, I cannot answer questions about sexuality for the children, which is a big problem. Oh okay. God. So, and, and for that state lawmaker at the start there, um, well, we, we want a safe space in Florida. If parental consent and notification is not a safe space for you, you are a predator. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't grant that premise, parental consent and notification is important. You're a predator. It means yeah, exactly what exactly. you said. You think you have an entitlement to other people's kids. Um, and, and speaking of a lot of people appear to follow that reasoning to that conclusion. I, I don't know what else to call them, but predators. There's this, this advocacy group called together rising. Apparently they do charitable donations to struggling families. They're making some big donation to LGBTQ do, uh, families in Florida. But part of the statement reads explicitly. There is no such thing as other people's children. What? There's no such thing as other people's children. If you think you have a right to other people's kids, you're a predator that yeah. I don't know how else to define that term. I get to take them. I get to control them. I get to mold them into what I want. You are a predator. Oh the gosh. mayor of of Huntsville, North Carolina, murdery <laughs> mayor pro tem. I got a temporary mayor, whatever. This woman named Stacy Phillips tweeted. <laughs> I think this is Chris Hansen shit. If you're a kid living in a don't say gay state and you feel like you don't have an adult to talk to, I got you. You're welcome to slide into my DMs. It'd be an honor to be your auntie with a blessing. Now, thankfully, the backlash was so strong, she deleted her account. It is gone now. Oh, God. Um, and of course, speaking with the Daily Wire, she says uh, her tweet was taken out of context. She says, quote, well, well, I understand the purpose of the Florida bill and agree that sexual education of any kind should not be taught to our youngest children in school. The rhetoric around my statement in, uh, in this bill has been incorrectly spun. It is my duty as an elected official and a, a Christian, and I am... Uh, here to support any and all people. Well, so what, what's the problem? I'm just, I'm just here to help people by stealing their kids and uh, indoctrinating them into my own uh, idealistic degeneracy. That is just obscene. And as far as a tweet being taken out of context, that's kind of the point of the tweet. That's all the context. Yeah. You put all your context into the tweet. People shared the tweet. And, I, wow. and when people say, well, taken out of context, what's the context that's missing? The only yeah. additional context she context provides. what context is that an appropriate thing to say? She says, well, I'm doing it to help people. Oh, oh, you're stealing children to help people. Oh, you're chatting up. That makes up, me feel way better. What about you're, you? You're chatting up third graders on Twitter to help people. Oh, well, thank you. That's all the context I needed. I'll sleep easy tonight. What about you? <laughs> well, uh, knowing I'm far away from these people I, I hope but i won't sleep any easier as my son gets older and closer to school age because it's like who the hell can you trust anymore I, yeah yeah I, but um but i mentioned on the wednesday stream that there are, the, there are these occasional displays of female politics that continually convince me to consider more of your perspective on the repeal of the 19th amendment yeah, yeah. 
Well, here's one such episode. This is a uh, short video from the account of Florida Senate Democrats parading around, apparently chanting, my daughter is gay to the tune of smoke on the water. At least that's what it sounds like. The uh, caption on the tweet is, we've got one thing to say to our GOP colleagues, gay. That was sincerely posted. And uh, you notice this blue hair mask person in the background with a sign that says, let's get one thing straight. I'm not. Uh, Yeah, I can tell. And um, I'll leave you alone to be not straight as long as you want. And you leave my kid the hell alone. Why can't we agree to that deal? I I don't understand why those are not acceptable terms. The um, one of the best replies. Do I have it here? Let me see. Oh, yeah, this this reply here (laughs) to that video, the tweet from the Florida Senate Democrats. Gay people are going to see this and stay in the closet to avoid being associated with you. And uh, another guy responded, this video did make me consider going back in. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> progress. Progress. That is right progress. Before, right before our eyes. Okay. Uh, anything else you have to say about the don't say gay bill? No. Nope. Okay. That's uh-uh. probably good because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking you for Susan bait if, if we go any further. Not that we haven't provided plenty already. Let's talk uh, hoax hate. I have two and I'm going to have to hurry. Yeah. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, a few weeks ago, we had a story about an incident of hoax hate that was simply uh, a note or notes above two water fountains. One said white and one said colored. Oh, is this the lazy black chick? It was done by a young black girl of questionable effort, and this was in Sacramento. <laughs> it was in Sacramento, California, and it was determined not to not in fact to be a hate crime, largely on account of her, her race. And uh, yeah, you had commented that it was a low effort hoax, and um, I don't think that's what I said. And there would be more effort and attention to detail needed in the future. Well, if um, if that one was low effort. Uh, what are we going to call this? An apparent copycat of that incident. Nearly the exact same story happened at Warner Robins High School in Georgia. Warner Robins High School leaders say they found out who posted offensive signs in school and dealt with them. Viewers sent us photos of two water fountains next to each other. One sign said whites here. The other read colored here. Principal Chris McCook says they removed the signs immediately. In a call to parents, McCook says the school dealt with the person responsible but didn't elaborate. Now, Houston County officials told 13 WMAZ that the signs were posted by an African-American student, so they don't believe it was intended as a hate crime. They did not discuss why the student posted them. That's double lazy. (laughs) It's like double black fair, but welfare black chick, like. (laughs) <laughs> She's living off of someone else's welfare. She can't even get her own welfare. This this one is uh yeah it's this is there if there was any creative in the, any creativity in the last one it's certainly lacking in this one. But once again the same reasoning appears. Well, it's not a hate crime because a black chick did it. Is the implication okay. that if a white chick did it, it would be a hate crime? Because again, then hate crime as a premise is not 
well, we have to punish egregious crimes more. Hate crime as a premise means different rules for different people. That's what that means if you're saying, well, black chick did it, so not hate crime. If white chick had done it, hate crime. Different rules for different people. Okay, great. Um, I'll, this one's a little more involved, but um, but I'll be quick with it. In Middletown, Connecticut, the superintendent of the school district, Dr. Michael Connor, has resigned effective immediately after he says he received a hate packet in the mail, which included death threats and racially charged language. However, it's more complicated than that. Connor has actually been on leave from the job since mid-October because the district launched an investigation into alleged misconduct by top school administrators, including Connor. That alleged misconduct is not entirely clear because the details of the ongoing investigation are not entirely public. But union employees of the school district say there was a work there was workplace misconduct against them by these school administrators, including the superintendent. The misconduct is alleged to have included harassment, bullying, intimidation and a toxic work environment. An independent law firm is still conducting that investigation into that matter. But how convenient for Superintendent Connor. He says he's now received a hate letter and that's why he's out of here. Not because he's the subject of an investigation about abusing school employees, but because it's not safe for him to be in the area and he has to focus on his family now. In a statement, Connor says, I'm not resigning because of the baseless claims, political posturing and a one sided investigation process that is more interested in reaching a result in lieu of finding the truth. The recent threats to my family and myself have caused me to reevaluate personal priorities. At this time, mm-hmm. my priority is my family. So Connor and his family say uh, clearly that the um, that the illegitimate investigation into them, that their their claim is that the illegitimate investigation into them emboldened the hateful person to send this letter. Now, when I first looked at this, I thought, okay, fake letter to themselves is plausible is a plausible reason to bail. Cause they know the investigation yeah. is going to be embarrassing. Right. Right. But it's even a little more complicated than that. Uh, I, I went digging to find the letter and I haven't been able to find the content of the letter itself. It might be out there, but I did find a description of it from the Middletown, Connecticut mayor. And the letter is apparently 15 pages long The mayor says it's something the city is taking seriously, but, quote, threatening is not the threshold that it reached from a criminal standpoint, but it was not a pleasant message. It's not a a love note. The mayor says there was no direct threat made in this letter. The letter apparently includes, quote, quotes from Martin Luther King and lyrics to the song The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. So decide how threatening that may be threatening to some, I suppose this letter was apparently written by a man in the community who had employed. It was written by a guy who admits to writing it, who had prior run ins with this superintendent. He says um, he had this man had employed a student that Connor had expelled from the school district for once waving a Confederate flag in front of the school. So there's a dispute that originated between the men there. And the man confirms speaking with local news. He says, um, he says, I am not a racist. And this was never meant as a hate crime. It was simply a friendly reminder based on this recent poor behavior. So he, yeah, he sent him a letter, but, uh, but there's no hate element to it. And the, the superintendent hasn't been able to prove any hate element. So it's just, I got a letter and it was mean. So it's so just a letter. This isn't even hoax hate. He's, he's using an existing letter of unknown content that sounds very benign to say it's hate, to get out of a situation in which he looks likely to be uh, embarrassed or have a, a bad investigation result go against him. 
Well, that was lucky, I guess. Yeah. The letter that really did him a favor. They should probably be friends now. These two guys. Do you know what I've been saying to myself all week? Hmm. Excremento amigueza. <laughs> I could not stop thinking about it. It's so funny. I've never seen a funnier real hate event ever. Oh uh, yeah, that one. That one's too real. Um. <laughs> anyway, okay. Before we even get to the movie, I have a surprise cringe too, and I don't want to skip this because it's, it's really <sighs> important. You ready? I'm hoping you didn't see it this week, but uh, perhaps you did. How was it affecting your day-to-day, both professionally and personally? When you have so many people saying things to you online, I'm tough as nails, but it gets to you. When I hear people saying, all you do is eat and you eat, it's like you almost believe it, even though I know I'm not. I will say that getting a diagnosis does feel wonderful, but it is extremely lonely. I just take it day by day. (laughs) Like today, I tried to feed myself. Didn't do that great. I have to just soak in all of y'all amazing you are. I, I do. I have to I have to receive how amazing you are and how special you are. And I hope you receive this. No, thank you. Uh no, I have not seen that. But back when I had Twitter, uh I got banned by her. So you know who that got, is? It's Tess Holiday, yes. Yeah. Because she got pregnant, you couldn't tell she was pregnant at all. And I asked her how it was even possible that her husband found her giant vagina, and she banned me. <laughs> she wait, she blocked you or Twitter? She blocked me. Oh, okay. she blocked. Twitter me, didn't yeah. discipline you. No. Okay, so I left her words a little bit. Wait, ambiguous. diagnosed with what? That, like that's what she, I was going to with you, being a giant fat ass. Do you have a guess? And and I'm going to um, give you a little bit of a clue. Of course, we live in clown world, so it's the most preposterous diagnosis you could ever imagine, given the circumstances. Oh, it's got to be something food related. Yes. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. Anorexia. That's right. Uh, Tess Holiday says that her anorexia diagnosis was delayed. The help that she needed was delayed due to weight bias. Oh, God. (laughs) If there wasn't so much weight bias stigma in the medical industry, someone could have helped me before I got to this point. She says, when you think of the term anorexia, you associate it with emaciated bodies. I had no idea that it could be me. But she was diagnosed late last year after taking time, as People Magazine characterizes it, taking time to explore her relationship with food. Sounds like she does that a fair amount. Yeah, yeah, uh, Tess says during the pandemic, it caused me to slow down like it did most of us. And I started really examining how I was feeding my body or the lack thereof. She says, realizing that she needed help, she started working closely with a dietitian. Tess says, when I reached out to her, I thought that I was overeating. I thought that I was binge eating. But about five months Five months it took to reach this diagnosis. Five months into our virtual sessions. They weren't even in person. She said, you know, I can't diagnose you properly, but if I could, your diagnosis would be anorexia nervosa. Oh my God, that's insane. Some anorexia would do her good. Can we get her together with (laughs) Eugenia Cooney and like see if they can rub off on each other? Is that the really skinny YouTuber girl? Oh yeah, she's total freak show. That is, that's hard to look at. Yeah. Like, can we get them together? Can we get Eugenia Cooney to start binge eating and then get some bulimia? They can't be together because Tess will eat her. 
She well, I don't. Why would she bother? <laughs> uh, so, what what more do I have on this? Oh, there, there's more. There's more. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, uh, so so since the diagnosis, Tess says she struggles with allowing herself to eat. She's really struggled the last few months with allowing herself to eat, as you can see. No, you haven't, you fat bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and just to be clear, by her own description here. The dietician said, I can't diagnose you properly, but if I could, I would diagnose you with anorexia. So was it because of professional qualification that the dietician couldn't do that? Was it because of a lack of clarity? Why couldn't the dietician make a diagnosis? And you're, you're saying the dietician says, I can't do this. So it's invalid, I guess. And then you're running with the diagnosis anyway. I can't diagnose you, but here's the diagnosis that you can run with to explain your bizarre situation. Now, I think this is actually more preposterous than Rachel Dolezal, more preposterous than Leah Thomas or any of the transgender uh, shenanigans you've seen. At least those people try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's not trying at all. The, uh, she weighs like 400 pounds. You, I mean, you talk about anorexia. How long would it take for those ham legs to, to waste away? If she, it would take years. If she just like, she could probably live off the stores in those legs for years. <laughs> if she decided to. This is the most preposterous story I've heard uh, in a long time, but I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. Anyway, um, anything else you have to say about Tess? No, nope, still hella fat. Hella fat. <laughs> well, let's talk the movie. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2002 debut of the spy thriller series The Bourne Identity, in which an unknown man awakens from a double-tapped grave at sea with no knowledge of who he is but a lethal set of skills and a series of assassins trying to finish him tracing his prior steps. He learns he was an elite CIA asset sent to assassinate an African dictator but failed to execute the order when he remembered that black lives matter from movie picker, Matt P it's a fun action movie that all modern spy action movies uh, try to copy. Now, as always your review and your rating, the audience is going to hate me so much. Okay. This series of like, of okay movies is really pissing me off because <laughs> it's not giving me an opportunity to love or to hate mm. any movies. Um, I'd rather just hate something than watch something like repeatedly watch mediocre films. It's it's really pissing me off. Okay. There are a few good things. Like this was fun to watch. I like that all the government agencies are super evil. Um, that wasn't the political statement in 2002 or whatever. Yeah. Post 9-11, a lot of faith in our institutions, a lot of national yeah. unity. Yeah. I, th I thought was, that was a, a cutting edge message. In, in 2002, um, it probably would be more so now, but, you know, I, I, I like that. Um, and then there are these like tight little action sequences that I enjoyed. It was like a fun movie to watch. Um, the bad. I know that this was probably one of the earlier ones to do it, but it's generally just like a, an unoriginal idea for a thriller. This spy wakes up and has amnesia, but has all the skills. Uh, and at this point, it's such a cliche i know this was made in 2002 um but the worst the worst this casting 
of an unattractive female lead. It's like since Die Hard, every leading lady has had to be some hag. It's like you can't swing a dick in L.A. without knocking down 10 smoking hot actresses. How does this keep happening? How does this happen? <laughs> it was supposed to be authentic European. That's what they were what? looking for. There are hot European chicks in every country. <laughs> why? Why does it have to? Oh, so annoying. Um, Just this Die Hard thing. But all in all, fine. This was fun to watch. It's like an OK movie. Three out of five, whatever. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what? That's what I gave it. <laughs> this, <laughs> For what this, reasons? This can't continue. Um, Actually, some, somewhat similar reasons. Um, that she's not hot? Not that she's not hot. I found her character, I found to be uninteresting, which is one of my points of, of criticism. I'll get to that in a moment. And I, I agree that maybe if I could go back in time and see this in 2002, I might have a different perspective because maybe yeah. it was more original and more interesting at the time. To me, I, I, yeah, I felt like there's a lot of things that are just, it just was predictable and dull to me. But some things I liked, the car chase was really cool. Um, yeah. and, and I appreciated that it was done with the, by actually driving it and having cars actually crash and not doing the fake CGI explosion everywhere. It was just it was a cool scene. So I'll give it credit for that. Like you, I appreciate that um, not only does the CIA engage in their typical lies, murder and theft, but they murder their own um, to cover up the murders that they couldn't complete successfully. And then they send their guy to Congress to say, well, you know, we really stopped doing that program because it just it was cost prohibitive and it was all kind of theoretical and nothing really happened, even though they've been killing people the whole time so you know just kill people lie about it send the u.s taxpayer the bill is that a thrilling movie plot or is that just day-to-day in dc yep. and uh, and the rest of its um associated places interesting themes there and i, I <laughs> it's ridiculous but the way born shot he, he took that revolver off that guy at least i think it was a revolver a handgun of some sort and took the revolver off the guy was holding the gun upside down, like grip pointed upward and shot him and other people with his pinky. So it's like this new shooting style that I feel like I have to attempt, although I'm going to do it much more carefully than he did. And with what much, much worse accuracy results, yeah. but I was not aware of this born style upside down pinky shooting. So that was interesting. Um, I, I get that this is the debut of a series and it's supposed to be kind of a mystery and you're you're learning the facts of the mystery along with the character, which is kind of interesting. But I felt like a lot of questions were left unanswered. And the best I can say is yeah, that's okay. obviously in pursuit of a series that's to come. But some, some questions that I was unsatisfied with. Um, am I supposed to believe the CIA just gave up and they're just going to let Bourne walk? Probably not. But that's how the movie ends. Like, ah, the, the CIA always cleans up its messes. That's the point of the whole movie. They're just cleaning yeah. up messes. And then, well, I guess Bourne got away so he can go be a bike merchant in Greece now. That can't be the ending. It obviously is not the ending of the series, but I, I wasn't super satisfied with that. Um, Treadstone, the CIA program is supposed to train assassins to be killing machines free from conscience or moral objection. So why did Bourne's conscience get the best of him when it came time to assassinate Wombosi was his name, the African dictator guy. Did Treadstone's training fail? And if so, why? I would like to know some things about that. That would also explain some of Bourne's character potentially, which right, is the right. next point I'll get to. But, um, and who was Jason Bourne before becoming involved in Treadstone? Does he have a family? Is his name even Jason Bourne? <laughs> Again, things I'm sure I 
we'll probably get answers from in the later movies, which I remain open to, to watching. But I have to grade this as a standalone for this uh, particular system. And I, I didn't like how Bourne has this weird aversion to guns. I understand that if you're an assassin, they might not be the ideal tool because they're loud and they're conspicuous. Right. But he knows he has people trying to kill him at all times and he's constantly leaving guns behind. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, he has yeah. no aversion to the morality of killing people with pens or whatever else. <laughs> no guns. But he, he doesn't like guns for whatever reason. And just the premise on the char- the two characters, I, th- I think just the premise necessarily means a little bit of lacking character depth. Now, it could just be Matt Damon as an actor. Maybe he's just kind of boring. I haven't watched a lot of his movies to say definitively what I think of him. Yeah. But the central premise of the plot is that Bourne has no idea who he is. He lacks an identity, as the title suggests. He lacks a personality. But that means necessarily that the character's kind of uninteresting. There's not a lot of depth to that character. He's he's programmed. He's not really a personality. And if he, if he was a robot, if he's just a programmed robot, like a robot would be shiny and cool and have all kinds of features. It'd be like Terminator. This is just like boring Matt Damon, lacking personality, running around, killing people and trying not to get killed. And there's, there's a lot of a lack of information on who he is, what drives him, what his character is. And similarly, Maria, the European girl, I just wasn't impressed with her character. She literally yeah. was just the, the lady who was there. Yeah. She could have been anybody. Anyone. She doesn't really have impressive skills or assets or she's just there. She just yep. appears and she's there and that's it. And so without reason to care about either one of them individually, I didn't necessarily care about their romance either. I don't, I don't give a yeah. shit about that. Yeah. So, yeah, it it came out the same way for me. Three wikis, um, you know, decent popcorn action movie, but I'm not going to sit around thinking about its its depths later on. I I don't I don't necessarily care. So three three wiki movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll allow it. As far as the uh, audience rating, let's see what they thought. Whoops. Um, Slightly higher, but people are right in line with us. Um. Uh, 40% of the early vote for four wikis, 40% just under for three wikis. Really? So people are kind of right there in like the okay movie uh, okay. territory. All right. Good. Maybe, Maybe better than okay. I won't get hated on as much as I anticipated. Good, not great territory. <laughs> Good, uh, not Pulp Fiction great. is next week. So hey, I look forward right. to that. I have seen it before, but it's been so long. I barely even remember it. So it will be fun to watch it again. And the nominees for the week after that are Black Hawk Down, Top Gun, Clerks, Transporter, Desperado, or of course you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead. Uh, This is the last week to vote on this list because the nominations will refresh for April after that. So if there's anything that you want to vote for on this list, get in there and vote because they're going away after that. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my weekly movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column. It's linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. All right. We hustled through a lot of those topics at the end, so we're not that far behind time. I was a little worried. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be okay. Um, Long Don John, I'm team Jesse wasn't punched enough. He could have started a summer of love and a police brought into why I read that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Did I read this? Uh, shouting from the cheap seats. Wish I could give more, but as a patriotic American, I'm saving up for a Tesla. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> well, thank you for sticking it to Pootler. I appreciate yep. that. 
mostly peaceful. Jesse's family was complaining that he's on suicide watch. It's not like he has a history of self-harm or anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a, a little more creative than than average, I suppose, but um but yeah, no, he has he has no reason to believe he'd commit self-harm, guys. You're Robin right. D Banks, I don't know why I just assumed this was a dude. It's probably cuz you're so clever. Um, no, nah, this ain't Robin D. It's Jesse. I hacked her phone. Listen, guys, you got to get me out of here. My bum's so sore. I think it's bleeding. Hans and Gunter coming up in my cell again. Help. No, Jesse. Hans, Hans and Gunter. I am not suicidal. Giant German guys are in there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. Uh, Chuck Yost says, do you know the Freedom Convoy has been joined by three other convoys in the D.C. area? Ted Cruz rode with them yesterday. I did see and that. Congressmen and senators have met with them. Mainstream media hopes you don't notice. I, I've hardly heard about that. That is good. Uh, there, are, I don't know if it's accurate to say there, there was more reluctance in Canada for politicians to openly join the convoy. At least it didn't happen a lot. So I'm glad to see some, uh, I suppose... Uh, uh, support from power centers in D.C., even though my preference would be less power centers in D.C. But, hey, you work with what you got, you know. Miris Micmac, 31 and change degrees north, 34 and change degrees east. Where do you think these coordinates lead to? Could it be the source of evil, perhaps? I think so. What do you guys think? I know of what you're speaking. You're not. Uh, I do not. I could speculate, <laughs> but I do not know off the top of my head what the reference is. Jay Forte, that spending bill they just passed had some hidden red flag laws and NICS changes in it. Oh, did it? What a surprise. Uh, of course. So uh, gun Naturally. control goodies. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see. What next changes? I wonder um, what that. So that's some background check stuff. Great. Um, awesome. I wonder. And red flag usually is them funding or attaching funding incentives to states or localities that create red flag laws. I'm guessing that's what we're looking at here. Uh, not direct federal red flag, but. You know, hey, hey, guys, if you want to make a red flag law in Idaho, we'll give you some extra bucks. Yeah, really. Too bad those bucks aren't worth anything anymore, but I'm sure they'll still take them. Dale Jones, what sentence would two random Y guys have gotten uh, had Smollett not been exposed as a, ho- a hate hoaxer? Certainly more than 150 days. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's another angle. I, I saw people tweeting about that. Um, he if if Jussie could let's say that this went. A different way and there were two random guys spotted on a surveillance camera just by pure coincidence and those guys had nothing to do with it but they got convicted and jesse knows in his oh, head they, yeah that they didn't do it you think that he would bail them out he would happily Never. let them rot yeah to advance his own profile and advance his own success yeah no doubt uh, knuckle hunky buck rest in peace Rittenhouse rifle you did your duty friend you may now rest yes here here it was such an undignified death too it's it like can't, can't it be can't it get like a death at sea can't we just yeah. put it on a dignified so, boat uh, off into the ocean or something what why did it have to be shredded in that way i know nathaniel mclaughlin uh pouring out a 40 ounce gangster style in the rifle's honor we mourn <laughs> it's passing good for hopefully you. it's rittenhouse rye the uh the whiskey that you're not supposed yeah, to right, consume not supposed to drink. yeah in celebration Bain of Kyle. how much you want to bet gofundme will pay jesse's fines i i don't know man i think there'd be a major wouldn't that be flash, something but... I, I totally could see that there probably is a gofundme fundraiser out there you're right i haven't looked i could see that happening um, though Evan M. Jesse's performance was like a monologue from bad shakespeare production do black people seriously find that less offensive than blackface uh, minstrelsy yeah really do you think they do it was unfortunate um phrasing too when he said if i did this i stuck my fist in the history of black fear or something there he is uh, here he is with his with his fist right there 
uh, Jesse sticking his fist in things. I'm not sure is the metaphor he wants to oh, highlight Lord. either. Or maybe it is. Hmm. Majoris and cruel and unusual punishment to lock someone in the same cell as their perpetrator oh, in fun. not suicidal, juicy. M- maybe that was it. Pass along. His lawyer did argue it was an Eighth Amendment violation that this was cruel and unusual punishment. Maybe that was it. Who who should be locked up with his own attacker? That's yeah, really. That's bizarre. Architectural revenge. Happy Black Pill Day. Um, happily, I'm moving my family out of California and Oklahoma. I have a 20 year old, two year old, and a new baby girl. Soon, I refuse to let them attend California schools. Good for you. Congratulations. All the best to you and your family and uh, on to greener pastures. Yep. David Richardson. Lynching was already illegal and a hate crime and the anti-lynching bill. All the anti-lynching bill did was increase the sentence. What a waste of time. I thought it made it a federal hate crime, but maybe I have a misunderstanding. It doesn't really matter to the point that you're making to the the chatters making. It's a virtue signal piece of legislation. It has no practical effect. And at a time when we have a lot of practical problems facing our country. Yeah. A lot of things to fix. And they're sitting there. Cory Booker tweeting out, oh, we finally did it after decades of work. We made lynching federally illegal. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Uh, Ramiam, for four years, I assumed that the anti-Russia drumbeat was an excuse to bash Trump. Now I wonder if it was the other way around. It remains to be seen. Uh, We'll see as this plays out what the original intent was. Yeah, that's the ultimate fear is like, was that anti-Russia priming? setting you up for this and was coronavirus itself setting you up for this are we supposed to think i saw that virus bullshit before there's nothing coming out of here and then you get smallpox and you're dead yep exactly (laughs) exactly um hillbilly deluxe in regard to the nobody new york times fake journalist i have to echo blonde in fact i prefer it if they were censored and they're censored with a censored until they (laughs) censored peacefully susan well thank you susan for making that a uh, presentable message we appreciate it evan m says blonde you don't need to be a contrarian to disbelieve the mainstream media and the pope and the pope over ukraine when you read the boy who cried wolf you're supposed to side with the townsfolk who were tired of being lied to i am tired of being lied to very good point there's a reason that is a classic uh, classic fable with uh, an important moral to learn. Yeah. You, you, you have to stop believing liars eventually. Yep. What point Wicked is that? Masshole says, <laughs> with Kim Fox standing behind Jesse Small, Juicy Smollier even now, it is critical that Democrats running for office be asked if they disavow him ideally in the primary play their game. Yeah, really. We should just do that. Well, yeah, uh, I, I would like to see the answers to that question. Brandon in Lesko. fairness to Lori Lightfoot, she did. She said, good. I'm glad Jesse's in jail. So she yeah. came around. Yeah. Brandon Lesko, um, the government. It has absolutely nothing to do with biological weapons. Me. It's definitely biological weapons. <laughs> I know. If you can't do the full research yourself, the opposite of what they say is a decent starting point. That's so, true. You know. Pabby's channel says on Women's Day, a mainstream media showed a female Ukrainian soldier with a black sun patch. And I've seen graffiti of Black Sun, Vril Society, V's on the word Commandant. Supposedly, there's a violent Nazi UFO cult in Ukraine with many female members. Are you familiar with this? Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds right up Blonde's Alley. And of course, the way that they uh, they don't let their transgender potential fighters leave is <laughs> also... I like this. I like, I like what I'm hearing. Tempting, uh, yeah trapped to the world is there a biological weapon program in ukraine it depends on what the meaning of is is yeah that too (laughs) 
Yeah, the old uh, the old Clinton defense. Das Putin. Yeah. I won't go so far as to say I like Putin for inspiring the variety of corrupt bundles of sticks arrayed to propagandize us into supporting Ukraine, but I'll salute his effort to expose them for us. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, he could he could improve his methods in a few ways. I I, I will say that. <laughs> um, no, I don't. That seriously, that's the difficulty with all of this too. I don't I don't want to be tricked into automatically believing uh, the 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 message coming from a guy who I think uh, obviously is no friend of freedom and is no friend of a lot of the values that I hold. But at the same time. Um, I can't sign up for the rabid hatred of him coming from people who I know are operating against my interests. So it's like, it's really hard to, of all the stories that have been difficult to navigate and really find the truth. This is one of the most difficult that I think we've faced in several years. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to go into Putin celebration territory, but I know they want me to hate him rabidly. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to serve them in that way either. I don't want to serve them at all. Incompetent hands. Fact check. Teachers don't want to abuse your kids. They just stand vehemently opposed to a bill that would ban them from doing so. Also, Floridians need to reelect Lil Marco. That guy can fact check the future. Thanks, Mountain Blonde. Is he up for re-election this year? I don't know. His intentions were impure with this line of questioning. Well, there's two ways to read it. It's like, as you were saying earlier, like, was he trying to get at the truth or was he actually trying to debunk the Russian misinformation and it went the wrong way? I think I think Green uh, Glenn Greenwald uh, is probably right about him. It's notable that as soon as it went the way that maybe he didn't want it to go, he said, "Well, uh, if there is an attack, it's Russia's fault, right?" Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, Russia's fault. Yeah. So I have to believe he wanted it to go that way. Eric Nervik, the Democrat Party's official platform is now: we must secure the existence of the Ukrainian people and a future for Ukrainian children. <laughs> Did you know how Ukraine is poorer and more corrupt than Mexico? True. That's is that funny. true? Like, are they actually per capita poorer? I don't know. Maybe um, I'd be interested. That would surprise me if so. But I guess it's it's certainly possible. They're not. That's what's weird about them having a research. They're not known for like technological advancement or some yeah. high level of development. Right. Right. So what are we talking about? Holden Mulray, the judges shall inquire diligently. And if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to mm. do to his brother. That's Deuteronomy 19. That is some. Hammurabi's code shit right there. I like it. Um, Battle K. The cowards hiding under desk January 6th are supposed to fight for our rights. Ha, lions led by lambs. Ain't that the truth? That's the state of society right now. Uh, perfectly yep. stated. That's what we're doing. And um, well, at least I hope the end of the story is the lions eat the lambs. In that yeah. situation, the lions, remember, they are in fact lions and uh, end this nonsense. But well, I feel hungry. So yeah trapped to the world a few um high college enrollment means fewer entrepreneurs and small business owners and less awareness on regulations impact instead people mm. know only theory college is destroying the middle class in the country that's true only the most elite people used to go to college the way it should be there's a price to pay for democracy your poverty high taxes declining property ownership but not being offended that price is too high and hate speech must be banned to preserve democracy i know these people have their well their said. priorities all jacked up. He also said, serious question. Do teachers think there should be any limits on what they can tell kids? Can a Muslim teacher tell students to honor Muhammad? Can they tell them how their parents should be voting? They think they think there should be no limits. It's, it's well, that's absurd. what's weird. They suddenly become free speech activists in this. situation. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the club. We're happy to yeah. have you. But it's such a it's just a weird scenario to apply that. Obviously, 
the curriculum for the classroom is going to be curated. It is yeah. an education is not just here you go, kid. Here's every book ever written. Have at it. That's not what it yeah. is. Yeah. Someone's going to select what the most important material to cover is and what is either irrelevant or potentially even harmful or damaging. Harmful. Yep, exactly. So someone's doing that curation. We can't possibly think that anything goes in the classroom in the way that anything goes and say what you want to write in your own publication or on the street or the domain that you control. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that it's up to the locality to decide, surely. But in this case, the state has to say that the state ought to have no control over the educational curriculum as a matter of free speech is pure insanity. Like, Yeah. I, I can't. You're just arguing for educational anarchy in the class. You're just <laughs> OK. Enjoy. It's well, not you gonna... can have control over your child's education much more if you homeschool. Um, oh, yeah, well, you don't have to sell me anymore. But Copperhead says this woman is insane. The only engine capable of generating enough torque to power heavy equipment runs on diesel, not electricity. You need a battery pack twice, twice the size of a damn truck. Yeah, these people are clearly retards that can't be trusted. Um, tribe 84, we should immediately implement a six foot height requirement for world leaders. Almost all major <laughs> wars in the last 300 years would be avoided. Is that um, true? The short ones start the wars? Well, Napoleon was like five feet tall. Interesting. Um, I'll have to check this yeah. later. I'm going to do a full spreadsheet of analysis. Br uh, Slosher says burn maps. Mm, okay. All capitalized. I, I, what I is that an acronym oh, for? A minor brain? attracted persons. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Not like geography maps. Yeah. I was like, huh. Um, Brandy says, please, you two and everyone else who will listen, homeschool your children. I have never sent my kids to one day of school and they will never be in danger of indoctrination. It's rewarding and not hard. Thank you, Brandy. The best well, message I, I have, for, for I have no audience. right to educate my son because it's important that the classroom remains a free speech environment. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> he has to do also, that your for son himself. doesn't belong to you. He belongs he, to a bunch of leftist homosexual elitists. He's community in various cities. Yeah. It's um, for the greater disturbed. good. It is for the greater good. Disturbed says, why do you why do people think Ruskies won't get radicalized from sanctions? And why do they think we'll accept their BS? Anywho, hmm. this is the part where blonde dabs on the haters. Uh, do it, blonde dab for us. Dab. Uh, I got nothing to say about that. I don't know. I get I get I run out of hate by the end of the show. Ah, Sunday nights, I sleep real hard, you know, good. <laughs> that's that's the one night of the week. You don't Google until three in the morning. It is the one night of the yeah. week. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as the okay. Russians, I, I, I would like to know. Uh, it's hard to gather that, too. What do Russian citizens think about all of this? It's just it's very they probably think that we're huge retards for trusting our media. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to get a, an accurate measure of Russian public opinion. So, um. Oh, Napoleon wasn't short. It was British propaganda. I don't know. What? I saw I saw his horse um, at the military museum in Paris, and it was a tiny horse. You know who uh, it was a tiny man as well. Not that he started the war, but um, but Custer, General George Armstrong Custer, famous How for small the battle, are we talking? Of, battle of Little Bighorn. You can go see his army uniform uh, not far from here. It's still preserved. It's, it's normally housed in Coeur d'Alene. He, maybe he has several I and mean, maybe it's i don't know if it's the one he died it goes in or on it's tour just, every once yeah. in a while but uh, it, he did have a great beard though right uh he kind of as i recall he mostly had like the handlebar mustache kind of look that's fine you can offset some uh, shortness the Goldilocks with some interesting hair. facial hair but he was a tiny tiny dude custer was uh, maybe it's just that everyone was tiny in the past and we've grown over time i don't know i don't think that's true 
Uh, tuned in late was out watching The Quiet Man at the theater. The direction, acting, cinematography, and Catholicism all highlight what crap post-60s flicks are. There's another showing on St. Patrick's Day. Can't recommend enough. Thank mm. you. Is that the John well, Wayne? Thanks. Can you look that up? Um, wait, wait, which one? The Quiet Man. I think it is. Um, French Honey Badger. Never believe anything until it's officially denied. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the denial is the greatest evidence, I suppose. Uh, you are right. It was John Wayne. Um, I Did they ever rename John Wayne Airport in Orange County, by the way? I think he got his airport deleted. You know, he, he had was too famously racist. small feet. How small? Like size eight. Feet. Does a trustworthy man have to have large feet? I mean, it's just part of the package. Okay. I love size John eight. Yeah. My feet are a little bit small relative to my height. I have size 10. Ooh. Is 10 too small? Anything below 13 and 6'4 is just instant, instant that's, acts. That's like me. 90 plus percent of men are, are below those metrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne Airport. It's still John Wayne Airport. They haven't changed it, but there was talk of it. Mm. Mm. Uh, Lapco 92. This is the last one. Can we just agree that all world governments are corrupt to some degree and largely led by the crappiest people? The majority mm. of their populaces are okay people and the ones that will suffer. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't disagree with that. Pretty at all. much agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good premise to operate under as well. Let me uh, catch up with our, uh, our chatters uh, or uh, chatters over on tippy stream. Lindsey Graham is back. He, uh, yes. He said, he tells me not to read on air, but yeah, you're, um, to Lindsay and to anybody else out there. Um, there's uh, you're well, anybody's welcome to email me. I do my best to keep up on them. I don't necessarily respond to every single thing that comes my way. Um, but uh, if there's, you know, sincere questions thrown my way or something I can help or explain, absolutely send me an email. Uh, it's public on the website. If you need to find it, you can also just message me directly through the med- the website. So good luck, Lindsay. And thank you for supporting the show over on D live DW Crabtree. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, appreciate it thanks very much for that so wow i thought we, we were did gonna, it i thought we were in for a, a a very long stream by virtue of my inability to condense some of the topics but we finished up in time so we will call it a night uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us as always appreciate your chats and your support and all your jokes and all your factual information as needed thanks for keeping the uh, show running uh, and helping us get through it and uh, or at least as effectively as we can because if it was just us god knows it's a disaster anyway uh, if you're listening later on demand well, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show appreciate it and if you're looking for more material you can't get enough you want more to listen to there's more material on the audio platforms you can find them linked in the description or over on the website that's mattchristiansonmedia.com speaking of you want to find anything show related you can find it over on the website mattchristiansonmedia.com We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.